Annapolis Center. Do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. First, let me introduce you to the extended posse. A larger gang tonight. First of all, girls, get ready. Sit down. Get your misty fan, big box of Kleenex, big box of wipes. You're squeegeeing your lube because the very famous one one is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to the show. It's going to be a good night, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. My, my voice holds up. I'll be able to survive the show. Do you have a frog in your throat? <laughs> I on, do. I have a, a little bit of a something. Yeah. Okay. Because no, he's close to free. I'm going to fight it with uh, Ricola's. <laughs> so how's things with you over across the puddle? What do you th- oh. I'm getting a little bit bored with the weather. Oh, no, really? It sucks. It's, it's no, does it really? Raining, the weather's cold. terrible in England? Really? Yeah, it's uh, this time of year? Chance, of, mm. uh, chance of frost, which is kind of in the south of Eng- south England. Chance it's kind of uh, yeah, huh? rare to have this much of a frost morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, wicked cold in Scotland. I don't know how they wear, wear kilts up there in this weather, but they do. Hmm. Okay. And it's just not pleasant. It's another show. Yeah, well, I'm that's... I'm not happy about it. It's been like that for uh, a couple thousand years, as it turns out, since we've all been there. <laughs> People say to us, gee whiz, um, you didn't move here for the weather, did you? No one does. <laughs> no one does. Though the south of England gets the, the best food. weather in all of England, so imagine it, what those... It does. Are. We did get great weather last, you know, May, June, July, August, and we had a heat wave, but it was great. Well, they called it a heat wave. I called it summer. Now you're paying for uh, it. You know, like summer in New England. Come on, give me a break. I'd be at the beach in Gloucester someplace. Yes. You say no heat wave. In Gloucester. Is there a beach in Gloucester? Oh, yeah, the Million, million Dollar Gloucester. Beach is in Gloucester. That's yes. my yeah, place. That's a nice beach, actually. Anyway. Gloucester, Rockport, Rocky Neck. Speaking of... Uh, Beaches, Waikiki Beach, that's where uh, Coco is, protecting the Hawaiian Islands, and I'm sure he's flying low over Waikiki Beach. He won't be with us tonight, but he's with us next week, Coco, part of the World War II trivia contest coming up. So I still get emails from him. They're still written in hieroglyphics, and I can't, you know, I can't decipher them. So I'll just pile them up. When he's on the show, I'm going to ask him to explain. I like it when I just get a link. I think he sent a link to everybody, and I go, "Thanks for the link." Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he didn't send but me he didn't any, send any notes with it. Anyway, oh, just the links. Yeah, I wouldn't click yeah, on just those like, links. I had to run his email through the Enigma machine and try and figure, figure out. Figure it out. Yeah, still a 
comes back a question mark. Anyway, <laughs> so he'll be with us next week. Uh, but we do have our national correspondent, which played Steve Ward down there in Flat Tire, West Virginia. Switchy, how you doing? Great to be here, Mac. I'm uh, last weekend. I attended the Loveland Frogman Festival mm-hmm. in Mason, Ohio. Oh wow, huh? Wow, did you send a uh, did you send us a mileage uh, fee? Oh no, but I uh, I'll, I'll work out the per diem. Oh, that's later. what I was, I was trying to. Yeah, I don't yeah. speak Latin. So, what, what was that like? Well, it was it was a blast. It was incredibly well attended. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, it's based on the you know it's it's great when these little towns like Point Pleasant uh, embraces their local critter you know mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. local folklore. This uh, frogman was seen by a couple police officers in '72, and uh, seen by somebody else in '55. And the tradition actually goes back to the Native Americans in that area, mm-hmm. which uh, the French that had uh, settled there uh, learned about. So uh, it's. Uh, you know, it's one of these things where there's a lot of speakers, they talk on all kinds of subjects, mm-hmm. and I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen for a while, and I was uh, privileged to sit with the people from Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry. They have their own podcast, wow, and huh. uh, they had a table there and allowed me to uh, to slum with them. Mm-hmm. Wow, huh. So, so what's the frogman look like? The frog, obviously. Uh, kind of a... Uh, uh, well, there were different descriptions. It was kind of like a, 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 a about three, four feet tall. Actually, uh, uh, James Willis, who wrote Weird Ohio, he went through the whole litany of different descriptions and all the way that the the, the folklore has shifted over the years. Mm-hmm. But the, the, interestingly, I, I met a guy named uh, James uh, Renner, and he's normally a true crime guy. Mm. But he uh, he actually... Uh, tracked down Ray Shockey, who was the he's one of the last surviving guy who saw it in '72, mm-hmm. and then his partner saw it two weeks later. And Shockey, you know, he finally, with all the ridicule, he finally said, "Oh, it was probably just some kid's iguana," and so he didn't want to be left alone. So Renner tracks down the guy's mother. The mother gives him uh, the address, mm-hmm. and he shows up, knocks on the door, Renner. And he starts asking him questions, and he's shock. Shock is really reluctant, but finally, as Renner's leaving, he says, "It wasn't a frog. It wasn't an iguana." And Renner said, "Well, what was it?" He said, "It was bigger," oh. and that was it. Wow! So anyway, okay. great legend, great folklore, frog, and everybody had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Okay, switchy, switchy. What? And where was that? Mason, Ohio. How it's long? Only about about uh, a little over two hours, maybe two hours, 20 minutes from where I oh, live. Not from you. Well, cool. You still have your fusion? To my, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that, isn't yeah. the lease running out? Because we got our leases at the no, same they, time, I remember. I, I tried to, to get the, do the lease again, and yep. they said they didn't have any cars. So <laughs> before I moved down here, I actually oh. bought it. Oh, really? Did you? Okay. It, we'll have to yeah. talk about that off here. So. Thank you, Switch. It, it's my, it, my, the bank and, and I own the car. Oh, that's good. So it's, that's what it's like for almost everybody. Uh, anyway, uh, also with us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways in the Eye. Raven is with us, Raven. Oh, man. I just stepped all over Keith. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I got to cut this out. <laughs> just stepped all over Club. Sorry, Club. Let me start. I'm on the ground. Let me start again. Okay. Also with us is our security chief, Lee Club, WC. Hey, Mac. Hey, folks. You know, I don't know how I can follow that that big time that the Switchy just talked yeah, about. Yeah, no. 
the Frogman. But I will tell you, it must be a coincidence. I had frog legs this week. Get out of here. Was all uh, someone talking about frogs really and French people? Yeah, yeah no, wait a minute. For any, they're good for you. Good protein. No, no they're not. Really? Oh, come on, yeah. man. They're like eating snakes. No, wait. I, I, first of all, we get a little Keeps you hopping, chicken. huh? With chicken. Chicken. Keeps chicken. Well, you know, Club, I brought with me a recipe book. Just in case. Stop. Listen, oh, I should great. I should have introduced yeah. Raven first. So where did you eat frog's legs, though? Because I can't imagine going to a place that would have frog legs. Yo. No, I get them through Amazon. You, <laughs> okay. Did they come with the frog? Or what I like about it is that you know they're they're sealed, so they're still alive and they're fresh. Oh yeah. So all you do is you get them at home, you step on them, and then you cut the legs off. <laughs> they're terrific. They're fresh. Particularly I guess. if you fry them. <laughs> fry them. Amazon sells everything. The rest best. of this, you, nothing gets wasted. Because uh-huh. the kitty cats out here, the they'll eat the rest. Yeah. I was hungry, but so, no longer. I, I can just see the instructions. You unfold them. Uh, step one. Yes. Take step the frog out of the menu. Yeah, step right. two. Step on them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Do not make eye contact with the frog. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. So, anyways, oh, I'm I'm excited when I uh, hear you talk about frogs and I see the pictures there right now. Yeah. Huh. They're cute. Oh, lots of frogs in the background. Speaking okay. of your head, I, I have to mention. Yes. That the hair system tonight, and I and I, system. You, it just always looks so good. It's but looking tonight, good. I think it's you looking. got like a tail in the front. Is it on backwards or is that the new style? Oh wow! Oh, you're right. It's on backwards. Uh, oh, okay. During commercial, I'll, I'll switch it. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Wow, we club coming out swinging. Well, anyway, thank you, club, for joining us. Now, I can I'd like to introduce. Uh, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven, is with us. At least I get to introduce you twice, Raven. Oh, my God. That's the best night ever. Thank is you for it? having me. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go over your look tonight. Now, you got the... Uh, no. Get... What? No. no she wants to skip, skip the look. Skip what? it. Why? Why? Am I missing something? No. I look like I'm a four-year-old named Jacob. Let's skip it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It. Let's move on, then. That's it. After that. Okay. We may come back to that later. Now, listen, we have a crowd of people here in the studio, in the station tonight, because I don't like being here alone. Not only do I hear noises all the time at night when I'm here by myself, but two weeks ago, we actually had voices on the tape of the show. And uh, that's never happened before. There is a radio constantly running in the background here, a radio program, but it's not that. I don't know. Because you're not hearing music in the well, background, right? No, I mean, nope, nope. You know, you know, it just doesn't sound like something that you'd hear on the radio. It's just like conversation. So, anyway, so I got the whole posse here, the local posse with me in the studio with us is Uncle Alec, Kitty's pal, your Hello, former canny, Al Romano. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? <laughs> Al Ronaldo. Sorry, sorry. We'll cut that out as well. Yeah, you know. Al, how are you? I'm doing great. Okay, yeah. glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. And uh, so I shouldn't ask you what's new then, I guess, right? Have you started your uh, farming for the new year? No, I haven't uh, Haven't put anything in the ground yet. Uh, okay. You know, still a little early. Oh, still a little early? Yeah. yeah. For, for people out there who know what we're talking about, when is going to be the proper time to put Probably in? In a few weeks, I'll start germinating and getting mm-hmm. them ready, and then I have to disperse the little plants out in a few weeks to some different people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not going to be out on the deck until... Probably, you know, beginning of May. Okay. So, 
You think you'll uh, run into the same situation as uh, No, I've been told last I have year. to keep them uh, under five feet tall With to keep enforcement. them yes. uh, away from the prying eyes of the neighbors. I see. Okay. All right. Al raises Christmas trees, if you remember. Yeah. There you go. Honeybees and Christmas trees. That, there you go. There's the name of your autobiography there, there dude. Um, thanks for joining us, Al. Glad to be here. Also in the studio with Honey us. Honeybees and Christmas trees. It, it writes Good itself. For a book. Yeah. And you need someone to... Uh, Barry Manilow is someone to write the music. <laughs> also in the studio with us is famous author, Mac Zapula. Hello, MZ. Mac. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thank you. It's good to be here. I feel like it's been a while, but mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. It's great to be here. Love to see everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's things with you? Good. You know, keeping yep. busy yes. with some projects. Yes. Yeah. What are you working on? Working on a little true crime piece that's gonna be yeah that's kind of weird incredible you are too right i heard i am too yeah about someone we know yeah (laughs) as it turns out well good luck with that must be a lot of fun i'm sure uh also in another part of the studio is the black-eyed kid we found him living in the roof living in the uh attic and uh we've got him we've got him restrained in one room but he's with us tonight kid how you doing Yay! I love restraints. I'm doing great. Yeah. Okay. Whatever he said, it's gonna be funny. Thank you, kid. He said he loves restraints. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. <clears throat> now it makes sense. So, kid, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, you know, uh, maybe we'll let you out in a couple of days. Or do you want to go back up to the attic? What do you want to do? Um, I want to go back up so I can also germinate. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. We'll take that under consideration. Cool. So the whole gang is here. The whole gang is here. And uh, later on, we're going to be talking. Switchy has a report on that switch. Fill us in, please. Well, it, it starts off with the uh, some of the strange things that happened during the Black Plague. And some of the uh, omens, they believed, actually created the Black Plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, strange mists, strange lights, and so forth. And then there were these strange... Uh, individuals that would showed up uh wearing uh hoods and carrying scythes and so forth and uh and also if we have time i have some uh uh, uh mib lore i guess you could call it it goes all the way back to the time when they were uh well burning witches witches uh, consorted with uh individuals that were very suspiciously dressed similar to modern day men in black they may not have driven a black cadillac may have ridden a horse but uh, there's some uh, creepy similarities there. That's strange because um, somewhere I read that, yeah, someone had written maybe not an entire book, but they had done a deep dive into, you know, could the Grim Reapers be the men in black? And it's just something that people have been seeing, like UFOs. They've been seeing them for hundreds of years. We just never really made the connection. So that sounds Well, there was a a Grim Reaper that showed up uh, in one of Stan Gordon's reports Mm -hmm. when he was uh, chronicling strange Bigfoot encounters mixed in with uh ufos and lights in the sky mm-hmm. this guy had a vision of a grim reaper so it just you know it, everything just seems to stay connected is he the uh he's not the kexburg guy is he yeah 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 he refuses to come on the show is he a friend of yours absolutely <laughs> yeah why don't you pull some strings there switchy i, I, I do what i can you okay. know, once that per diem check comes in we'll <laughs> see what we can do next. okay let's see what happens <laughs> is that frog one of those frogs have a guitar in back of you 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, okay. I I got it. I don't know where it came from. And the drum but, uh, kit. <laughs> it's partly uh, for uh, Juan Juan. I mean, he's the. I wondered if he ever, uh, you know, carried the instruments for these guys in his career. For the frogs. No, I wish I had. Yeah, really but, but, you know, it gets slimy after a while with them cool. handling it, wouldn't it? Just like wow. gross. Juan, what a little bit of humor there. I think they all sang bass. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. Switchy also doing material. Why don't you lick a couple yeah, and maybe see what happens? You can lick them know. almost every any No, not when you fry them, you're not. Oh. <laughs> or step on them. You know? just, oh. Wow. How do we get down this Rip road? <clears throat> so, anyway, as it turns you know, when out. When you kiss a frog, what happens? What happens if you lick you some frogs, frog? man, you're going to be on a LA State trip for like about 10 years. So, you got to really watch it. Club, watch it. Make sure you, you cook those babies. <laughs> Amazon, you said? I know what happens, but I can't say it. Okay. No, it's tell very us. inappropriate. <clears throat> no, well, okay. no, what, we'll cut it out. What are we here for? Yeah, we'll cut it out. <laughs> say Please it, tell us. Say it for the show. Or just yes. mouth it, and then we'll figure out what it was. Go ahead. We won't Please. lend anybody else. This, uh, so, in other words, what happens here when you lick a, fl- a frog? Is that what we're saying? Well, I, don't, I don't lick them, but I find, frog. I find frogs in my backyard all the time, Go and ahead. I always pick them up because they're super cute, and they piss all over you. Mm, they mm. like uh, they like waterworks, you know. Yeah. Defense mechanism, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, I've used that a couple times. It doesn't really work. Oh, Frog water sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they're this? so cute. I can't. I can't help myself. I always go and pick them Ugh. up. Yeah, cute. Cute. <laughs> um, Especially when they just have babies, and those little toads. Okay. Nevertheless, everywhere. And then when it rains, they're trying to cross the street. The black. Uh, oh, I hate oh, okay. it. Okay. Trying you, to avoid. And you don't have to step on them. them. You like, just pick up the legs. They have little wheelchairs when you take their legs. Uh, really? Yeah, they grow back though. <laughs> anyway, listen. That aside, it turns out that the black eyed kid, you know, he has a little bit of a crush on Raven, and he's been bugging me. He has. He just wants to get uh, not intimate with her, but just to kind of work a few lines on her. And he sent me the list. I didn't read it. So don't blame me. Kid, do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Raven, sorry. Kids pick up lines for Raven. Go, please. <laughs> Raven, is your dad a junior? Because, help. <laughs> well, you got What's her going? line. All right. Hey, hey, there you Raven. go. Her lawyer's already calling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Here's my beautiful close-up. Wait <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that again in case the audience didn't hear. Go ahead. One more time. Number nine. You look more beautiful close up than through my telescope. <laughs> Already into the creep. Beatles of mine. <laughs> Number eight, please. Go ahead. If you were president, you'd be Babe Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Oh my God. Fantastic. Number seven. Number seven. Want to come back to my place and watch porn on my 52 inch mirror? <laughs> oh, but you got to think about that one a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, I, I know. In hindsight, my frog peeing on me comment wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, Mac after Doc. Good. We can bring the frog in if you want to. <laughs> I'm open. Go ahead. Next, please. Hey, Raven, are you looking for a stud? Well, I've got the STD, so I'm going to need you. All right. <laughs> oh. 
almost spit out my beer. <laughs> Maybe it one more time. People kid. can't see Raven's reaction. Yeah, right. right one more, one more time, kid. Are you looking for a sub? Well, I've got the S E D, and all I need is you. Wow. Okay. Led Zeppelin. Next, please, kid. You know you have the cutest smile when you're asleep. <laughs> Oh, my God. You have a nice smile when you're asleep. (laughs) How would you know? (laughs) That's the question. Oh, please, kid. Pick up lines for Raven. (laughs) (laughs) Raven, if I'm going to have sex with you tonight, will you please try to be there? (laughs) (laughs) Next, please, kid. Raven, if you put a hand up the price of the hand I told Santa I wanted you for Christmas. All right. Okay. If a fat man ever tries to put a bag over your head, don't worry because I told Santa I wanted you for Christmas. Okay. Funny now, testimony later. (laughs) Number two, please, kid. Hey, Raven, want to go halfsies on a baby? She didn't say no. All right, here we go. I threw it down the bottom no. of the list. Number one. Hey, Raven, are you an archaeologist? Because I have a bone I need examined. <laughs> oh. I. Wow. Well, I don't know. Wow, Did the black eyed kid write those? He must have. <laughs> wow, we, huh? All right, kid. Well, thank you. I guess we should probably clap for you just to. Thank you. We'll go quietly. Now we're going to take we're going to take a commercial break now because we have to regroup and calm down. <laughs> so you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Science Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, I'll introduce the members of the extended posse, the gang, over there across the puddle in England. Girls, very famous one wanted here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Glad to be here. Gils. Be on the show as always. Mills, Gills, and Gigi Gills. Sorry, no Coco tonight, but he's going to be with us next week. So if you can wait another f- seven days, I'd advise you to do so. He's out prote- protecting the Hawaiian Islands, but our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is here. Switchy down there in the. Great to be here tonight. West Virginia. Also with us is our security chief, Willie Club, there in the greater Boston area. Willie. Hey, Mac. Yeah, it's great to be here tonight. Yeah, okay. I, the show's really starting off pretty good. It's you think starting so? off uh, in the first gear. Sometime it doesn't, but it's <laughs> really? okay. right ahead. Wow. <laughs> Tough love from club. Anyway, up there inside was. blew the clutch in first gear just a while ago. Yeah, well. <laughs> and all this time I thought it was an automatic, and I was wrong. Also, up there in Sideways, New York, is a very good friend. Raven is with us. Raven. Hi. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's okay. All right. At least she's enthusiastic. Now, tonight she didn't want to tell everybody what she what, what what her outfit is. It's been many things in the past, but not like she described it earlier. I think it looks good. I think the hat looks good. I think that the glasses always happening. And the uh, that Mo Howard uh, T-shirt you have on, it's also looks is that I what like it's your says? nickname? Or Jacob? Yeah, just call me Jacob there. from Queens from now on because I look like a boy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, once again, Mac after Doc, another show. Also in the studio with us tonight is uh, Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic. Al. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. You hanging in there, there, brother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I'm, I'm just. Uh... Come down the minutes till we you know, hit the bar. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Doing great. Thank you, Al Jones. Also in the studio with us, making a rare appearance. Very famous author, Mark Zapola. Mark, MZ. MZ, I like that. Mac, it's good to be here. It's good to see everyone. Yeah. Everything okay good with you? you? Mark. Yeah, great, actually. Really what are you well. driving these days, anyway? Just an Altima. Altima, yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what made you ask that? I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that <laughs> it parked outside? It Should is, yeah. Okay. What made yeah. you ask that? Okay. All right. Well, I'll hit him on the way again. I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was parked on the sidewalk. Can you hit it? Yes. <laughs> That's where he parks. <laughs> also, in another part of the building with us, the blackhead kid, B E K. Hey, that's me. Yeah, isn't he some killer? Oh, that's B D K. Some famous killer, B E K. Oh, don't say B T K. No. Okay, all, right. all right, someday, kid. Someday. Do you know what I'm driving? You know, I'm sorry. I don't speak his language. Okay, you okay? You all right in there? Yeah, I said you want to know what I'm driving. Okay, let me. Uh, what are you driving these days, kid? Yeah, it's because it's cold. I'm driving about three inches. <laughs> Maybe it's good I didn't hear that. Anyone want to just tell me what he said? No one. No one nope. wants to say. We we need closed no. captioning. Okay, Raven, what did you just say? Just tell me. I heard three inches. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, well, I, I heard that. Leave it there. Driving three inches, I think that's okay. like. All right, so this. <laughs> no need to explain. Right. This guy's here early, so um, um, 
why don't we do this? Why don't we bring him in hot? Just it's that kind of show, okay? Yeah. This is Mike Smith, super fan down in Florida. Or last time I talked to him, he was in Florida. And uh, he was on a few, well, about a year ago. Is he okay? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. And uh, he had a bit. And it was actually funny. So, you know, so why not, right? <laughs> so let's see. Let's see what happens here. Bring him in hot, as they say in the biz. Is the kid all right? Did he just get in here for something? <laughs> he floated in, but he, he floated out. There you go. It's okay. He had, to, he had to go take care of something. Is that what he's doing? Yeah? Okay. He's, he's good. Yeah. I, I hope Pete's okay. Yeah, we we got to show him where the oh, where the facilities yeah, were. The room is. Okay. Hey, Mike Smith. Turn on your mic. Hey, Mike Smith. Hey. Hey, Mike. Come on, guys. Hey, Mike. See, he has one of those chin mics. That's a baby. That's the answer to this whole thing. He's got one of those. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, the gamer yeah, headsets. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing there, Mike? How's things? Uh, you know, I can't complain. Yeah. Could be better. Could be worse. Doing yeah, you look like good. That, What's in know? the back? What do you got on the background there? What's, what is that? Oh, that's um, <clears throat> that's just like a little Halloween banner thing I put up in the garage a long time oh, ago. Oh, I get it. Okay. Last- All right. Yeah, I just figured it'd be a good backdrop because we've been clearing out the old homestead, getting ready to go elsewhere in the next year. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I've introduced everyone, right? I mean, to Mike. Anyway, you have a, a little bit of bit. All right, we're on the air. Okay, we brought you in hot. So, we'll have to cut out a lot of that. So, you have uh, you you brought a little you brought some kind of a, a bit for us, right? Uh, yeah, I do actually. All right, well, right here in the background. Okay. And how long ago were you, were, were you with us? That was about a year ago, right? I'd say we're coming up on a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you were working like in the only mine in Florida or something? Oh, no. There's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And there's like three or four down our uh, actual road we were on. Mm-hmm. Mines. They're, they're all they're all just open pits. What are they? What are, what are they mine down there? Uh, they're mining lime rock. Oh, lime rock. Yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Okay, let's go. Here we go. Mike Smith, we're going to put a little music on this. Super fan. He is super fan status. And he's written a little segment for us tonight. And uh, last time you were on, you're really funny, Mike. So, yeah, right now I'm at the. Uh, let me take these off. Because okay. I was doing that as part of the bit. It's obscuring well, me uh, from actually pulling up the text. On he took his sunglasses <laughs> off. Just wait, i got to put mine back on. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Mike Smith, super fan. Mike Smith, Mike Smith, super fan, calling in with a bit. Here we go. Yep, trying to actually. Uh, that's okay. Pull up the text. It's mm-hmm. uh, not seeming to work. I don't know what my computer's doing at this moment. I'm, I apologize, everybody. Brought me in hot. And I'm making a fool of myself. We started the show an hour ago. We started that. Are we? In okay. the Ides of March or something. What's going on? Hey, when is... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that when the... Start, uh, yeah, I think that's full moon started. tonight. NCAA <clears throat> start, Yeah, the, the, the 15th. Ah, right, we I've go. got 15th. it. <laughs> the 15th of March. Right. Okay, here we go. Mike Smith, super fan. Segment tonight. Go ahead, top, Mike. You're up. The top 10 reasons why Uncle Juan Juan needs to get his ass back to U.S. soil. The top what? 10 reasons. Oh, oh, I love this already. <laughs> the top 10 reasons. Juan Juan has to get back to the USA. Please, number 10, Mike. All right. <clears throat> no farmer's kitchen in Britain because their food sucks. Ooh, yeah. Starting off. Wow, <laughs> that's some hard truth right there, that. baby. Right. Number nine, Mike. 
<laughs> the stalker has become the stalked. Park that right there and let it settle in. <laughs> wow, number eight. <laughs> Discovering he is not the only cat in the neighborhood that takes a leak in the garden. No privacy to relieve oneself on one's own private property. There's another very valid reason. Wow. He that remembers that uh, about the Yellow River going down your drain. Wow. He's got a great memory. Next, please. <laughs> <clears throat> Number seven. He can't own a gun to deal with the giant rats that pester his dogs. Back home, he could have just busted a cap and one to save his beloved hounds. Exactly. <laughs> what happened? Too many rules around here. Yeah. No wow. Okay, go ahead, Mike. So far, so good. <laughs> he found out early on going to the pub and being an American meant double-charged economic bullying. Another fine point. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they double-charged. You can root for the U.S. U.S. soccer team all day long, but yeah. we're going to have to charge you double. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And you deserve it. Next, please. I'm surprised they didn't beat me up. Thanks, man. That's it's coming. a lot harder giving someone the bird in a traffic situation when the traffic laws and speed limits are foreign to his American mindset mm -hmm. because the UK sucks and is rule crazy. Yes. <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. Those roads over there are insane. Not just that you're driving on the wrong side of the road and I went around the roundabout, as they call them, you know, one of those circles the ones. Roundabout, uh, exactly. Very busy one, and it was more terrifying than any roller coaster or anything I've been on. It's Could just, it get left? Uh, it was crazy. It was, it was uh, I can't even get it. And then there's all this all the stuff that they paint on the roads with the with the uh, the zebra and oh, all. Yeah. Who needs that stuff? You know, you're just saying that everyone's stupid. No, I didn't mean that. We have a lot of listeners. They get the they get the jagged sawtooth lines for that would drive uh, me crazy. Yeah, crosswalk. Yeah, 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 yeah. As if people don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, please, Mike Smith, super fan. <laughs> Top ten reasons Juan Juan should get back to the USA. Four, assuming he is armed because he's American, he is consistently cavity searched for weapons. The Ooh. officers grin when he asks, are you afraid to go deeper? Wow, that took a turn. <laughs> okay, he's laughing, though. It's okay. <laughs> I had to make some funny ones wow. like that. You know okay. Me. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, All do. right. Nice. Number three. <clears throat> Mac is missing the other half of his heart. Juan, you abandon your drinking buddy, you prick. <laughs> wow, yeah. Okay, not just that. <laughs> The overdue I was talking to my wife about that just the other day. <laughs> oh, really? What like she said? Oh, yeah. I'm, really? glad uh, you, you, I'm glad you're not playing with him anymore. Did she say that? You can tell me. Uh, Moment of truth. She realizes that I miss, I miss my the, the close connection with my buddy Mac. Oh, wow. Okay. You can't. You can only be so close on Zoom and telephone and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, it's right. yeah. It's not the same as hanging out. Translation. I picked up every. It's like Mick and Keith. You got to be in the same there studio. You go. Okay. All right. right. And you're the one on drugs. You're Keith. Okay. I understand now. <laughs> that all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next, please, Mike Smith. Super. <clears throat> Two, because Coco just finagled a new challenger for free into his barn. You got to come back and get your. Wheels, okay, man, I'll tell you that that <laughs> nope, whole thing. It it, it, we screwed that up from the beginning, there, dude. We really did. I should have just bought your car. It just made so much sense, right, Al? You're on the mechanic yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Should have just done it for you, but you would have had to clean your garage out. Yeah, that was a problem. <clears throat> okay. You can hire a kid to do that. I don't see that's going to happen. <laughs> to hire a kid. My, that that challenger barely fit in your driveway. 
No, I would don't, don't worry. I put a cover on it or something. I, I just should have done it. Looking back, I just should have done it. And it's just I bought like, a cover for it too. Oh, now it's you're a, rubbing it, was it still in. Still in okay. the bag in the trunk. All right. So you, do you know who bought it? Do you it. know? Do you know the person who bought it, or is it just gone forever? No, I sold it. I sold it to Carmax. Nineteen two thousand sixteen, right? Sad. Yeah. Nice car. <laughs> yeah. Nice car. Uh, all right. Number one, please, super fan, Mike. These top uh, ten reasons why one one should number one. This is the coup de gras back in the U.S. Back in the states, as metrosexuality was often teased and good fun. Now, since metrosexuality is widespread among the hip youth, he finds that he now can't compete as a snazzy dresser anymore. Oh, that's right. That's right. I got. I got to find a new league to play in. I go. Hey man, wow. I can't compete. I go around in athletic shorts and t-shirts a lot of times, and I'm looking like, what the hell are these people wearing? They <laughs> look like they're wearing space clothes. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I think he's right there, Juan Juan. I think that um, maybe, maybe, maybe you should take on a new wardrobe, a new look, a new, a new drip, as the kids say. Yeah. I'm trying to give you reasons to come back home. There you Juan. go. <laughs> come back here to your designer over here to do yeah, it. I got some top ten reasons I should go back home too. Oh really? Yeah. So that makes twenty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I got a bunch, yeah. but I, I got to keep them sort of under wraps. I just got to tell you Understand one time. Obvious reasons. When we were out of control, we met probably God, ten times in two weeks business meetings, and it was at Michael's. It was at uh, on the Coleman, down the galley, down the Grog. Wow. Okay. Those are the good old days. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. So thank you, Mike. Smith. Thirsty let's, moose. Let's give Mike a hand of, a round of applause. Let's give Mike a round of applause. Nice thank work, Mike. You might not even have to sweeten that up. So uh, things good with you there, Mike? More or less? Uh, one more time. I'm sorry. Are things good with you, more or less? Uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of job hunting, getting things straightened out, uh, being a stay-at-home dad with my son right now. It's just economically more effective with daycare being a ridiculous price every month. So. Yes, yes, yes. And Mike, what th- where were you in Florida? I'm in Hernando County. Yeah, where is that for the folks that don't know Florida? Is that near Miami? That is uh, West Central Florida. West Central, yeah, okay. All right. I know people down in Boynton Beach, Delray Beach, that kind of area. Which is, you know, yeah. it's okay. It's right. That's a little bit of a drive from here. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. It, it, it was funny, yeah, you know. Good to see you. Yeah, funnier yeah, than you know some of the stuff. Ask Club. Funnier than some of the stuff we put on, right, Club? <laughs> Everything's funnier than what you put on. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy! I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always said. Oh, wait, that. before Love Mike goes, so what, so was it 80 down there or what? Yeah. Uh, today I think it was eighty six. Oh, man, oh, man. well, summer, the spring oh, is no. coming. Spring no. is coming. Oh, yeah. okay. Goodbye. Why don't we take down there in the village? Come back right up now. to New York. Near you? Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. like two about two hours away from here, two and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah you want to be down there when the hurricane hits, though? Really? You on uh, TV? Anyway. Not in the villages. I was happy when the hurricane kind of moved away from our area because it looked like it was going to hit us. Yeah, yeah. Less than twenty miles from the coast. Yeah, yeah. I know oh, someone wow, who yeah. went okay. through wow. that Andrew hurricane years ago, and that no, changed that everything last in one Florida. Just came through, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break now and regroup, catch our breaths, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? 
Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a foreword by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mac Maloney's Military Exponent Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Let me very quickly introduce the gang. Uh, Juan Juan is here from across the puddle. Juani. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Also with us is... Just joining us, you missed a lot. You missed a lot. Yeah, plenty more. I feel like I've missed a lot. Up there also, Switchblade Steve Ward. I'm saying up there because he's up there in those Hollywood squares. And... uh, Flapjack, Virginia. Where are you again? West Virginia. <laughs> West, by God, Virginia. Okay. Deep in the Ohio Valley. Okay. All right. But near the Mason-Dixon line and the Ohio River. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Switchy. Great uh, to be here. Also with us is uh, Security Chief Willie Club. Hi, Mac. Yeah. Great to be here. We found out last week you won 20 grand on a scratch ticket, right? Yeah. 20 grand on a scratch ticket. How long so that ago was, was that? was three years ago. Wow. <laughs> I just went on the new one now, and I got won 700 so far in the first week. You were it's telling us. $50 tickets. But yeah, yeah, buy them. Buy them early. But when you say early, mm. what, buy them the first week or the first month? Uh, first month, uh, usually. That's how it worked on the, okay. uh, the $30 one. Yeah, huh. When you hit that twenty grand, what you do? I mean, what you do with the money? Did you go blow it, I hope? <laughs> no, first thing I did is I went over to the, to the office to make sure that I didn't lose my ticket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cashed yeah. it in. In Reading there, that place? The place? In Woburn. Oh, Woburn. Okay, yep. Go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I just um, went home and uh, gave some to my wife. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So another show. Cause you, another show. Because you, you only hit $1,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You told her. Oh, I won uh, oh, yeah. 1000 bucks. Yeah. Uh, also with us. Yeah. It's a, it's a 50. I want a thousand. It's a 50. Yeah. Tell you what, I'll give you a hundred. 50. I know. Yeah. Don't spend it all in one place. Also up there. Up, up in Sideways New York, our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hello. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. So you're underdressed tonight? Is that, what we, uh, is that what we were saying earlier? Underdressed? 
I had this super cute hairstyle. I did a little beanie. I have a low bun in the back. I have like some cute little curls coming out of the front because my hair is like a little wavy. And then on Zoom, I look like a boy. I look like a boy who's 13 years old named Jacob. Huh. I mean, let's be real. I look like a boy. That's the third time I've heard I'm that. I'm very okay. upset about it. Do you want us to take a vote or we believe you? I know I know what you're going to say. Okay, the more she says it, the more I'm... factual. Okay. Anyway, well, we move in the studio with us. I got so many jokes to you there, Al. Drawn her with compliments, and she's going to reject it right. and say, no. <clears throat> That's how like it goes. I look Jacob. I don't know the, the Jacob reference. It's some TV show. What is it? I just, a lot a lot of guys I've met in my life are named Jacob. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh. Okay, wow. Uh, All right. This religious got, retreats. This guy really did. Yes, right. <laughs> anyway, that voice you heard was uh, Al Renaldo, UFO mechanic, Al. Uh, good evening, Mac. Uh, hello, everyone. In the studio with us. Uh, glad to be here. What, are you? Really? Oh, I just, you know, okay. making my day. Also with uh, in the studio with us is famous author Mike Zapula, MZ. Hello, Mac and the gang. Okay. Thanks for having me again. Oh. Are you also glad you came? I, I am. I All really right. am, yeah. Would you? Yeah. Yep. If you weren't, would you tell us? Um, I would probably tell you. Would you really? Yeah. Good to know. Also with us, see how many people are here? The Black Eyed Kid is here, locked in the room. Black Eyed Kid, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Okay. Can you turn me for Spence? Okay. I'll apologize to you now. <laughs> also joining us is the mysterious Ashley G. Let's give her a round of applause, please. Thanks, guys. Ashley, how are you? I'm great. How are you? You can tell, right? You're doing good, Ashley. Can you see my smile? Being on. How's things with you? We've talked to you about a month ago. How are things with you? You enjoying the New England weather? No. No. <laughs> it, could, it could be worse though. <laughs> you did so well, and then all of a sudden, all the storms were. Yeah, in. I know. What a drag. Right. Yeah, it's terrible. Even just to see snow on the ground was a drag. We made it till February, whatever, and then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, back to back storms. Yeah, yeah, and another one. And the weather people are going crazy. Going crazy. <laughs> it's tabloid weather. Because the last two storms, you know what I mean? It, people panic. and, they, and, and They cancel school. Yeah, cancel school. There's like an inch of snow. Or it's raining. Yeah. It's like, what, right. what is that all That's about? a drag. Yeah, because that's didn't just they cancel school in Boston, and it didn't even it didn't even snow in Boston. No, Boston st- Boston had schools. They're the only ones that got so everyone around canceled school, and that's I hate to say it, but that's like one less summer day for me because right. she has to go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, why don't we go to switch first and um, see what he's had for mm. breakfast? Someone dropped out. Who, who dropped out? Switchy. I mean. Uh, Black-eyed kid. Black-eyed kid? Yep. Uh-oh. He's here in the yeah, building. Yeah, He's walking by. Yeah, my computer died. Oh, it's uh, right where I left on the... Come back. You'll hear you. Okay. Black-eyed kid is... There's ro- no heat in that room. That's why he's... Oh, he's wandering around. Okay. We're going to have to share, guys. <laughs> he's looking for Bob. Yeah, that's I fine. I the moon. That's wow. what black-eyed kids do. They wander around. Wow. It's like a <laughs> they, nightmare coming through They try through to here. con you into letting them in. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're coming cool. out of the cold. Yeah. That's what they do. They go up and they try to manipulate you. I won't get in your way. I see you're baking a cake. And they have buns too, don't they? Where is he? I keep. <laughs> he went that way. Yeah, you, you look a little fidgety over there. It's, uh, oh, he's going there. that way. He just floated by again. 
I think he went to get the cord for his computer. <laughs> wow. I knew it was going to be like this tonight. So anyway, switch. Let's get back yes. to it. Um, before we talk to Ashley, we're going to talk to you about what you had for breakfast. Okay? Everyone wants to know. Now, last week, you went a little far afield, right? I, I went uh, 10 miles east to the mm-hmm. little uh, a country corner diner. That's right. And, uh, yes. And uh, what the heck did I have? This week. Oh, you had, uh, you had the big guy. Uh, you had the meatloaf. You had- I mean, you, oh, gravy. that's right. I had they, they had a, a lunch special, so I said, forget the. the I know about what he man, eats more than good. he does. Oh. He's eating this stuff all the time. So, what you have today, this morning? This morning, I crossed the mighty Ohio River in the Mason Dixon line and went over to Gallopolis, Ohio, where there is a Bob Evans. So, I went to Bob, mm, Evans, Bob Evans and I had three eggs over easy, hash browns, white toast, and two sausage patties. Yeah, nice, huh? Now you have to have three eggs if you're gonna if you're gonna include hash browns along with toast. You got to have that third egg. It's important. Yeah, that's, at least. that's excessive. Yeah. Three eggs is why? I don't know. It's too much. Well, that, that, that head-on collision between egg yolk and and you know hash browns. Oh, anyway, okay. Oh, okay. Is so that gonna... like an Ohio thing? Let's get it. No, it's like uh, one of my mental problems. Oh, okay. I have mental problems too. Same I would thing. need four eggs because I need everything to be even. No, no. Well, what about two? How about two? Holy cow. Hey, I, I get it. My, my wife, Eileen, does, did, didn't like her vegetables to be touching each other. Oh, oh. yeah. Hmm. Okay, Eileen pa- is right. Or if you had potatoes, no, no peas or corn touching the potatoes and no peas or corn touching each other. Really? So I'm not the only one that has issues. Okay, that's hmm. good. She okay. got past that. Now she makes an awesome... Uh, Shepherd's pie. Where yeah, all shepherd's pie, is, I was going to say, is everything. Yeah. In grand scale. <clears throat> Ashley, is there anything you don't like food-wise that we should know about? Not really. Um, I think get, mushrooms are gross. Get right on oh, that microphone. Right. You're yes. absolutely right. She is right. Mushrooms are disgusting. Mushrooms are disgusting. I like mushrooms, but I've been walking away from them mm. <laughs> more and more. Ever since I saw this movie. Uh, with Daniel Day Lewis, he's a tailor. Uh, yes, he's a sh- and I yes. don't want to give it away, but it's a great movie. And it all this ties in. Yes, I I can help. Do, do, Go ahead. You guys remember that commercial years ago where the guy has heartburn? It's it's animated, and all the uh, uh, like the vegetables and, and things that cause uh, heartburn and indigestion are mar- they like have little faces on them, and they're marching yeah, toward yeah, him yeah. with. Sure. Uh, like morning stars and knives and swords and all that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, for I, I rem- oh my God, you just unlocked a memory. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. I, I, I charge uh, $50 an hour. Oh my God, I it's can cheap. afford that. Cheap. Yep. Go ahead. I, I, we I, had toad, toadstools I, growing in our yard that were so big. Leprechauns were living underneath. Really, yeah? You're seeing them too? Yeah. I, I, I can tell you a story now that you will never eat mushrooms again ever. You ready? I want, I want to hear it. Okay. So, I'm already yeah. not going to eat them again, so go yep. ahead. Yep. Exactly. Now, a few of you people will know that I used to live down at um, River's Edge Condos in Newbyport. And I do know that. They were um, infested with mice right before we left there. They got infested by mice because the maintenance guys left everyone's bottom window open or something. I don't know. So before we even knew this was happening, they're running around our house. So one night had dinner and had strawberries and mushrooms 
and I'm cleaning up on a very rare occasion, right? And <laughs> I put the stuff down the garbage disposal and turn it on, and there was mm -hmm. a mouse down there. So, <laughs> so when I looked down oh, there, it was strawberries, God. mushrooms, and pieces of mouse entrails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> Turn on the water. I don't strawberries either. So we're, uh, strawberries we're, are awful as well. 100%. Someone told me don't eat strawberries. So anyway, so Switch, what you have for breakfast this morning? Let's go over it again. <laughs> you want me to go over that again? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, three eggs over easy. Yeah, the three eggs is bothering uh, me. Two sausage patties, uh, hash browns, uh -huh. and white toast. And what's okay. the excuse for three eggs? If you get two hash browns, you have to have three eggs? No, 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 no. You get hash browns. Go ahead. You have to have, I, I have to have that third egg. Oh, you do? You so, have to have it. It's not yeah, wrong. Along with it. Okay. That's what's like tripping me up. Why is there three eggs? Why is there like, three I, eggs? That's what started this. Well, there, there's not enough, not, not enough egg yolk with two, two uh, eggs. Hmm. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to go crazy. I mean, yeah. even I have some. I, I can tell you, so uh, you won't eat eggs again either, but eggs, I'm going to move on. You know. Making like an hash soup with the yolk. I'm trying to like envision what your plate will look like. Yeah, just like right. yellow. Like a sunny side up egg? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I would go scramble. Usually, I, but know, now it all makes sense. Okay. You said over easy. Their toast in, in over eggs, easy. You know, mm -hmm. make, you know. Maybe yeah. they, they do that in private and in a dark closet, but Ooh. you know, it happens. Wow, huh? Uh, Switch. I'm going to say that cost you 11 bucks. Um. Pretty close. Wow. Okay. That was a little more. A little more. All right. I think. And you dropped. I bet you dropped. I hope you dropped six bucks anyway. I dropped five bucks. Five bucks is all right. That's good okay. tip. That's all a right. good tip. Yeah, you have to be friends with them because they'll be friends with you. So where you went to fifty percent at Farmer's Kitchen. Fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why you're such good friends the, with them. And all the girls they assigned my uh, Farmer's <laughs> Kitchen sweatshirt and yeah, anything I was wearing, they would sign it with a sharpie that. I saw that clothing time. clothing markers that I provided. <laughs> he also got arrested by a model down there once too. I have the pictures. Uh, so anyway, I have the news clippings. All right, <laughs> Ashley, um, thanks for joining us. You've been reading up on. I have two. Uh, this idea that maybe a life on Earth started came from Mars, landed on Earth, and started over here. And I started reading about it today. I know you have too. I'm a little more convinced than I was before. I've heard two different theories. Um, one being that a geochemist and another scientist found that there were missing elements on the earth that just weren't available to create those stepping stones mm -hmm. to create. Um, is that the one you read? Yes. Yeah. There's some kind of something has a, a name that has 20 letters in it. And yeah, I wrote it down. I don't know how to pronounce it though. Right. It's yeah. Right. It's it's it, to to create life. You know, you have to have these certain amino acids and these certain chemical things happening. And when they think life started on Earth, Earth did not have this chemical, but Mars had tons of it. And they think that astro. You know, I don't know. How did they think it? How do they think it got here though? That's the thing that kind of trips people up. Um, so I was reading that there's one theory that a meteorite from Mars landed on Earth to spread those needed, whether it be like the phosphorus or boron, whether mm -hmm. elements required um, to get there. Mm -hmm. how it all started. Um, but I did read another theory, and this one's on another realm of 
interesting in my mind. Okay. But it's it talks about how ancient civilizations always wrote about godlike creatures coming down from space mm-hmm. and providing advancements in science and math. Yeah, the ancient astronauts theory. Yeah. 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 That could and happen. Hebrew Bible and in the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. There's in the Bible and um, what's that guy Van, Eric von Däniken? He wrote you know two or three books on it. And I'll tell you if you read some of that evidence, you have to say something was going on back then. Club, you must like this stuff, right? Don't you? Oh, I eat it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have found stuff back and they found a battery. They found a working battery in Iraq from you know like ten thousand years ago or something. You know, in in sextants and stuff. How do these people know this stuff? Well, that's the whole thing with Egypt. Look at the advances mm-hmm. in Egypt and some of the tools they used, and it's unbelievable. I mean, math. How did they know? How did they measure the the different buildings that they put up? You know, the Sphinx and all that. And yeah. They go over there, the scientists, and they they look at them and they measure them, and they're they're exact. Mm, I mean, yeah. it's it's incredible. Six thousand years ago, these people yeah. were over there doing this stuff. Six thousand years. ago. So wait, Ashley, go ahead. So um, we might be aliens. Maybe we're. <laughs> so um, in the Hebrew Bible, they talk about fallen angels. I feel like you might have talked about this once before in the show. I don't know why I'm thinking that. But they're described as being 10 feet tall with large eyes and no wings. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Hmm. There's been a study done on astronauts in space, and they found that over a period of time, your body actually like grows two to three inches because there's less gravity. Hang on, guys. Is that the circadian rhythms they call it, where they, uh, uh, there's a certain rhythm that is, that would, it takes place on Mars, but when the astronauts go up and they're not tied to Earth anymore, it kind of, it evens out the same way, suggesting that. Perhaps originally humankind came from Mars. I, I'm, I'm wording that very poorly, but uh, <laughs> I like grasshoppers uh, get in us. Yes. Well, I, no, wait a minute. That these godlike creatures from Mars provided, they ended up leaving Mars and they went to Earth and provided all these advancements, like <laughs> how the Egyptians were able to build the pyramids and provide that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because there's, I mean, that study, like being 10 feet tall and these fallen angels providing their knowledge. Right. We could Potentially have been from Mars being that large. Mars gets less light, so our eyes may have developed yeah, adapted. But 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 <laughs> did you say that astronauts when they go up into space they get three inches over a period of time? They're, they're it's like their spine decompresses and they actually grow. Everyone's running out for NASA applications. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm six feet tall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Huh? So, so I mean, why did they leave then? That's the thing is when I've heard the, the ancient astronauts theory, why did they leave us on our own? You know what I mean? If they had yeah, an so outpost. I'm actually not sure. I mean, if you look at the atmosphere, it is very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's been talk of NASA wanting to melt the polar vortexes on Mars to provide more water. No, so that should work. Atmosphere, it actually will warm it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. You need water on because they think that Mars had water a long time ago, and because it's smaller, I mean, I don't know, and had a different magnetic uh, thing around it. You know, didn't protect it as much as the Earth's atmosphere. 
and stuff. And it and it, it was a planet. And then there was um, life on there very quick. You know, quick in nature would be like ten million years or something like that. You know, so but something was going on up there. They know as much now because there's water. They found stuff that they just haven't come out and said, okay, we found a microbe, whatever. There's a um, rocket that's coming back. I guess in thirty club, you would know this. When are they bringing the that um, Mars Explorer back? Isn't it early thirties or something? Uh, Two thousand three. Like that. I offhand, I don't know the exact date, but yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, is um, that, this is yeah. still a rover up there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, but this is going to bring back samples to Earth. They're, they're going to send something out there, pick up stuff, and bring it back. So I know the rover does analyze the soil, but I mean. I mean, you can analyze all you want, but it's nice to like get it in hand to actually do the analyzing yourself. Cause well, it can so, yeah, they're bringing samples back. Right. So. Yeah, they'll have it right in hand. I mean, uh, talking about um, stuff coming here from Mars, I remember about, I think Clinton was president, and um, these guys found this meteorite down in Antarctica, which I guess you could walk down there and pick up the stuff because a lot of, who knows why, but a lot of stuff falls down there. And they cut it open, and they thought they saw inside um, fossils of, you know, like one-cell animals and stuff. But there was also a thing that um, – there was also a geological ex- explanation for it. But I remember that for, uh, Clinton came out and said, we think we found life on Mars. And then they kind of threw hot, you know, cold water on a, a few weeks later. But it just shows, you know, a lot of stuff was happening up there. It did – it wasn't just barren all these years. There was life on there at some point, and I could see it coming here and just spreading everywhere. It had to come from somewhere. The rover has pictures of what looks like man-made structures on Mars. You can actually look up the pictures that they've let, like, released to everyone on, the, on Earth. Yes, okay. What looks like a sarcophagus, mm-hmm. that match the ones in Egypt as well as the ones from the Aztecs. They see one that looks like a cross, and it's... It's crazy to think that they might have done that and then traveled to Earth and just show us how to do it. And then and then left. That's the thing that gets me is why would you leave? Somewhere else and spread their knowledge yeah. elsewhere, which yeah. is what we are trying to do in the future because NASA's talking about wanting to send people to Mars to colonize it. Yeah. But they want to tap our Mars. Yeah, it's nice this time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a year and a half to get there. And then once you they ran into a they ran into a Taco Bell and decided to <laughs> screw this, we're out of here. Perhaps we are descendants of the Martians, and then over millennia we adjusted to the greater gravity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who's the? Uh, who? I've seen those pictures that she had mentioned of of like the sarcophagus. Yes, Th- that's exactly what it looks like. Huh. You can't you can't dismiss it for anything else other than that. Right, and it's like. Well, why is it there? Like somebody, somebody that's an adult, explain it to me mm. in ways that I can understand it. You won't that's, find that's many adults here. Things yeah. do, right? <laughs> You're looking but, in the wrong place. Yeah. Yep. It's a Hollywood set. It's a Hollywood <laughs> set. This isn't really real, right? Yeah, you know. Oh, it's it is Hollywood. <laughs> oh my! Why would they go it's through just all like that? Just like the moon landing. Yes, it's exactly. Exactly. And who was in that movie? Oh, okay. Once ago, again, you've been duped. Yeah. Several years ago on Coast to Coast AM, yes. there was a guy named uh, Sir Charles Schultz that Art Bell talked to several times, and he was analyzing some of the photographs, like Ashley's talking about, that came back a long time ago. Okay, and you know NASA's just quiet on all this stuff. Well, he was he was you know uh, looking at some of the photographs, 
and you could see what looked like fossils in the rock that mm. looked very similar to like trilobites and, and brachiopods and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was even one, a really, really kind of astounding one. And for some reason, the the surveyor or whatever it was actually kind of drilled into it to kind of destroy it. Hmm. It's like the implication being they just don't want us to know this stuff. Like we can't handle it. I, I don't know. Let me exactly. just, uh, let me just ask. Like, uh, sometimes it's, it's, what do they call it? Paradelia. But sometimes it's, I don't, it may not be. Some of it's really, it looks like uh Raven. It looks like uh, sometimes uh, it was like a nuclear blast and there's pieces of stuff left from yeah. that there. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me and just then, like, like you mentioned, like, you know, they're trying to, like, destroy it. Uh, what unhinged person is doing that? Like, w why can't we know about this? W what is the secret? Well, I need to know. If, yeah, but they would have to go up. I mean, really, if there's stuff up in Mars that was ancient civilization left behind, they would have to go up and hold it in their hand. You know what I mean? Before They could never make an announcement, like, just on a photograph as much as you'd want them to. The Black Eyed Kid. I don't know. Have you been to Mars? I don't know what to ask you. you um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's it like? Um, it was great. Um, I visited there after I visited Uranus. <laughs> Why did I know? I knew that was coming. I, I think uh, he made you the butt of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Get back in position. Two shades. <laughs> uh, Ashley, there was a, a film, an old film, science fiction film called Rocket Ship XM. I love starring that Lloyd Bridges. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A low budget film, but kind of cool. They, they, uh, they're headed for the moon, but they screw that up and end up landing on Mars, which is hard to do, I think. Okay. But there's, there's a scene where uh, it it's Mars like. Like maybe it, it it really is. It was uh, you could tell it was uh, blasted by a nuclear uh, war or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a mutants there, and there's all kinds of like ruins and so forth. And I can't help think of, but think of some you know vague parallels maybe mm. to reality. It's it's a it's a well done film. You know, little little cheesy in the dialogue sometimes, but uh, it has some great character actors in it. Hey, Switchy, uh -huh. who who wrote the um, who wrote the uh, Martian Chronicles? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ray Bradbury. Oh, Ray Bradbury. Yeah, okay. That's that's basically what what it's about, right? These people go to Mars, they colonize Mars, and in the process, they find out Become that the Martians that right. they're Martians. Yeah, that they're just Martians going back to Mars. Kind of cool. Rock Hudson was in the TV series. It was like the best thing he ever did. Yeah, Rock Hudson. They died a little while later. The Martian Chronicles, good by Ray Bradbury. So, uh, Ashley, what else did you find out? Anything else cool? What do you um, What do you believe? What would you like to believe about this? I think it would be very cool if we were descendants of Martians. Mm. All of us? Juan Juan Everyone. included? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Believe it or not, he can be involved. Okay. <laughs> you know us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I believe that we're a descendant from somewhere because we just haven't quite adapted well to Earth. We're always sick. We always have allergies. Mm -hmm. We can't seem to blend in with the environment. Yeah, yeah. We're, Interesting. we're ruining everything. We don't know how to do anything. We're all stupid. But <laughs> okay. How did this happen? I do want to say when you talk about allergies, it's definitely the government's fault, especially when it comes to pollen. Oh, go ahead. Wait, she cut out there. Uh, why why is the, why is why is the government involved in pollen, please? Cuz they wouldn't allow, there's male and female trees and they would only plant the male trees. So they wouldn't produce fruit. Wait. So everyone couldn't get fruit. So you have to go to the store and buy it. And what? And 
there's so many males trees and there's no females huh. to send the pollen to, it's just in the air, on the ground, on this, your car. This could be Mac yep. after Doc. I don't know. Yeah, so, so, so let's bring Al. Uh, let's bring Al in on this discussion. After all, he's the bee guy. You know about so. bees. Al Have you ever seen this? Uh, this whole life cycle. Not oh putting male trees inside, man. Next to Phil. Um, next to male Al. trees, female. Tr- Have you seen any indication that the government is uh, separating male trees from female trees? I haven't seen that, but I do notice that uh, the maple trees in the area produce pollen. Very early, so there must be male plants somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what a female maple looks like, but I know the males are around because I know the bees are on them the instantly. Bees. I mean, they're the first thing to, okay. just to break they're all over the spring. <laughs> the males so, are so pr- promiscuous; it's unbelievable. Is that what it is? Bad bad always early. I knew it'd get to that. You can't blame them for trying. I mean, they're. But I don't know if they're getting switchy. <laughs> What'd you say? The bees have high heels. Did you say that? <laughs> no, no, that, that's the female trees have high heels. That's how you distinguish them. Wow. I was gonna say something different, but I can't say it. No, no, please say it. Come we can on. cut it out. If Go you're ahead. gonna do it, you can't do that to us. Tonight's the night. I can't. Please just say it, and we're gonna take a break. Real soon. Well, we'll cut it out. But yeah, the females they have a they have a p u s s y. Oh yeah. What was oh. that? That's how you can tell the difference. It's like the oh. vagina monologues, right? Okay, yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> now, I've seen I've seen twenty six twenty two. I've actually seen male, male cannabis plants. <laughs> and yes. I'll tell you, if you grow male cannabis plants outdoors, which is now legal in Massachusetts, yep. um, your neighbors will hate you. Not all of them. Well, no, the neighbors <laughs> because you will then you know um, cannabis plants don't pollinate by bees; they pollinate by the wind. It's a very very fine fine pollen. Mm-hmm. And it can mm-hmm. get on the wind, and it can go for five miles. Okay. So if you have male plants that you're allowing to grow, and you have neighbors within five miles that are buying very, very expensive varieties of cannabis to grow in the decks, and and your pollen gets there, they're going to have an awful lot of seeds in there, mm-hmm. and they're not going to like oh, you at all. They, wow. they tell you, if you see that you've got a male plant... When it's about three or four inches tall, mm. kill it instantly. Kill it? Oh yeah, no, rip no, it up, no, kill no. it. We're not going to do that. No, yeah, no, no. Okay. But, That's uh, barbaric. So if you're a female, do you not have to deal with that? The you you Question. let the females grow, but you don't you make them frustrated because they can't reproduce. <laughs> they don't get any. Here we go. Mac, so Mac the duck. So what they end up doing is they. They have um, to get some kind of artificial toys to go with it. All right. Uh, there you go. Uh, but you don't, you know, you know every, especially <laughs> in the That's a punchline right there. You know, when we were kids, you you got Mexican cannabis right, that <laughs> had seeds in it, and you end up um, yeah. having to clean it. Yes. But, you know, now people right. are spoiled, and they're spending this much money on um Really good okay. cannabis, so right. they don't want to have to clean seeds out of it. So if you do that, so they're going to hate you. Let me tell yeah. you. I, yeah, I know what he's saying. Okay, yeah. it'd be diluting because, yeah, you don't want to buy it and it. like have to like divvy out like all of like the crap that you don't want to. Right, and also the quality of the final product. If the plant is busy making seeds. It's not busy making Listen, flowers. The blind guy could just oh. fell asleep. So we got to take a. Where's Rick? Is there a Rolling Stones yeah. song here somewhere? Somewhere. 
We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Matt, Mon- listen to Matt Maloney's Military Excellence Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at HFOTUSA.org. Guys, okay, having fun. Yeah, yeah, hanging in there. (laughs) Got a cat here. Come on, cat. Get the cat out of there. The cat. <laughs> didn't bother me the whole show. Now I got to do my report. Okay, it's Hugh, by the way. Oh He's yeah. The one that's like we want to. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Science Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. I wish that we could. We should be a Mac after that because what's going on off air. It's just as fun as on, yeah. All right. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. can I start again? It's it's so much fun. It should be against. Thanks, the law. Phil. <laughs> I'm blaming this yeah. on you. Here you go. Here we, we go. We should oh, all yeah. be wearing ankle braces. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Some guys like that. I can't wear two. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> I can't wear two. What? <laughs> all right. Hold it. Come on. That was Mark's fault. This never happens. We're all, ankle we're all tied together happen. with ankle braces, like old brother or dog. Okay. All right, here we go. Yes. We're going to go at 249, no matter what. You didn't get that movie reference? Yeah, that movie was good. That movie's That's funny. Coen Brothers, love them. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what show we have for you tonight. Let me very, very quickly uh, introduce the uh, co-conspirators. Uh, Juan Juan is with us, girls, across the pond. Hello. Hello, back. Hello, girls. Okay. It's already uh, tomorrow over there? Is that what you said? It's tomorrow. It's already tomorrow. Interesting. Well, you sleep till noon anyway, so what difference does it make to you? I do lately. <laughs> oh, lately? The weather's so crappy lately. Interesting. Who wants to get up? Um, okay. Um, no cocoa tonight, but we do have our uh, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, down there in West Virginia. How are things with you? Okay. Uh, they are beyond wonderful. <laughs> Also with us, wow, I need a uh, sip of, uh, what do you have here uh, tonight, Al? Ginsen. Oh, that's right, okay. Um, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club. I see him sitting back there, he's got his arms folded. That means we've uh, got a couple of violations. <laughs> well, there's so much going on here tonight, I can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like you say, on screen and off. Uh, yes, right. What did, now, I don't want to make this a thing, but what did you have for breakfast today? The only reason I'm asking is that uh, two weeks ago you had a sugar pops, and all of a sudden I went, uh-oh, here he goes. He's going to have a uh, watch. Exit stage, right? Oh, he's sugar got the pops. Sugar pops it is. Well, wow, I haven't man. had those in a while. I know, Good we, stuff. We talked about them for about yeah. a half hour a couple of weeks ago. Well, I've been picking on them during the show. Yeah. Really, yeah, you can eat them like candy. They're, good, they're good snacking. Good snack. 
also in the studio. Let me get rid of the studio. No, not rid of the studio. Let me get, oh, <laughs> studio introductions. <laughs> Freudian slip. Wow. <laughs> Uncle Al is with us. Al Anando, UFO mechanic. Good evening, Mac. Good evening, everyone. Fama Al, we should call you, right? There you go. So, all right. Germinating in a couple months? Uh, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's coming around. Also with us is very famous uh, author, Mag Zapula. Hello, Mac. Hello, ladies, gentlemen. Tell us your uh, the names, your, your three top books. The Last Long Showman. This is. Miami Underground. Yeah, cool. And Unmasked. Unmasked, yeah. Yeah, story cool. of Jerry Chivas. That's oh, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, 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 of cool. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. How's he doing? Is he still down in Delray Beach? Yeah, back and forth, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and uh, also the Black Eyed Kid is here. Hi, everybody. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Are you? Yeah. Why? Um, because after we visited Uranus, I went to okay. so you gotta go back uh, Mars for samples. Okay, bye. <laughs> Raven. Well, the end justifies the means. Up there in Sideways New York, Jacob, how are you doing tonight, Jacob? <laughs> Hi. <clears throat> I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. I have X body spray on. <laughs> this is not the vibe for Raven's Nest that we were thinking about now. <laughs> Raven's I, Nest is going to be way different. The species. vibe is going to be way different. Trust me. Okay. I'm never doing a low bun and a beanie again. A what? Okay. Oh, well, hang on. A, a low bun and a beanie. Oh, low bun and the beanie. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was a it new... It sounds like a... It sounds like a donut. Fruit drink. Yeah, some, the, yeah, yeah, some kind of a confession. Uh, also with us is uh, the mysterious Ashley G. Ashley, how are you tonight? Thanks for having me on yet again. Okay. Uh, we've already talked to you tonight about maybe there's a conspiracy or something going on with this. A lot more about Mars that people... You know, who are the people, though? NASA? I mean, you know, they're not... They're not NASA is what do they a, know? Well, you know, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not in a position to, you know, go either way. You know, if it was the CIA, I could see. You know, if it was the military, I could kind of see it. But NASA is just kind of like a, um, they, they don't have like any intelligence units or anything like that. They're scientists, is what I'm saying. You know. So who's to blame, Ashley? Everyone. No. Um, Everyone. I don't know. I think NASA is covering up. You know. I really do. There was supposedly a NASA um, scientist who went on the air to talk about all the stuff that they're not letting everyone see. Mm -hmm. How there might be life living on Mars. There might be another little segment of astronauts that they already sent to Mars to see if they're able to survive and thrive. Hmm. And not tell us about it unless it, it's a success. Because when you go out there, you have to, it's a, like a five-year commitment just to fly out there, live there, and get a rocket back. Not kill each other. And that, yeah, yeah. How do you get along with everyone like that? For our, I know there's been movies. There's been movies made. Hmm. Yeah, so. Mac, you and I could do it. Well, <laughs> speak for yourself, there, Tonto. What do you mean? Well, if you and you, me, and Doreen, we could do it up there. <laughs> 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 Really? That include work to rule? I was going to say, yeah. Five years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, five years. I okay. couldn't eat that food for five years. Yeah, the yeah, food. Are you eat? eating? Yeah, you're eating. The, just... Remember the, like, the ice cream? The astronaut ice cream? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. 
It was good. No. It was good. Tank. Yeah, they sold it Tank. at the Smithsonian. Sold. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, what really did they cool. really? Yeah, as a exhibit, you mean? No, like in the gift shop. Oh, really? After the exhibit, so it was really good. I tried it. It was astronaut ice cream, and it was like a freeze dried mm-hmm. thing, you know. Um, but it was really good. I remember it being good. Mm-hmm. This you was know, in 1999, so things might have okay. changed. Well, you were a baby then. Um, I could go too. Then. I would take out the garbage. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that on that note. Uh, Switch, you have a report for us tonight, Switch? I do. Are you ready? Please. Yes. Okay, the the source of this is a book called The Gods of Eden by William Bramley. Very interesting book, and he has a chapter on the Black Plague. And and so uh, there's several sources he called from, but uh, uh, he starts out by talking about that this was kind of a, you know, the Crusades were over. the uh everybody was beginning to re- recover from the chaos of the crusades and the uh and the inquisition and there are actually signs of a european renaissance and uh but uh, he says that uh, well, actually half a century had passed and when things were starting to recover uh trade with uh, parts of the world was recovering chivalry music this is bramley's talking by the way uh, uh spiritual values and so forth were rising to the top but, of course, nobody expects the Black Plague. Sounds like a Monty Python skit. Uh, started in Asia and moved to Europe. Uh, 25 yeah. million people in less than four years are supposed to have perished. Some historians say it's closer to half the population of Europe, uh, 35 to 40 million. So there's not a, not a big consensus on this. It hit Europe between 1347 and 1350. Uh, Bramley says that the... Uh, the plague continued to hit Europe with uh, decreasing fatalities about every 10 to 20 years. So it was a long time before it burned out up until about the 1700s. And over that 400-year period, uh, it's it's possible that over 100 million people died from the Black Death. And, of course, they blamed the fleas, uh, flea-infested rodents. Now, there again, there's, there's a lot to this, but the one strange thing was that uh, – the plague also seemed to strike isolated areas that didn't seem to have a lot of contact with infected areas. So it, we really don't know why that is or how that would uh, be uh, explained. Now, there were a lot of strange mists seen at the time and strange lights, and many uh, blamed the plague on that phenomenon. Between uh, uh, 1298 and 1314, uh, there were seven large comets were seen over Europe. Now, comets were—they uh, were probably just comets, but comets. But the uh, the populace always looked at them as an omen. Uh, one of these comets was described as having an awe-inspiring blackness. Now, I don't really know what that means, but it, it doesn't sound good. Now, one year before the outbreak of the plague, um, a uh, column of fire was reported over the Pope's palace in France, and uh, earlier that year. A ball of fire was seen over Paris, and it and uh, it was uh, that was considered also an omen to bringing in the Black Plague. Um, again, these comets were probably just that, but the uh, the people thought that uh, these things were actually bringing in some of the pestilence, and sometimes that the timing seemed to be just about right. In a chronicle of prog- of, of progenies and portents 
1479 by Conrad Lycosthenes, not easy to say, uh, the there was a the so-called, now they call a lot of things in the heavens comets that weren't really comets. This one had an illustration, and this thing looked like something with a, a pointed beam. Uh, it's a scene in Arabia. It looks like the front section of a rocket ship when you look at this illustration. And it's seen flying among the clouds. It even seems to have portholes, uh, according to Brambley. The object uh, seems more like a, like a modern-day UFO uh, rather than a comet making its way around the sun. Now, the first outbreak of the plague in Asia came out of the east. And there were reports of storms, earthquakes, earthquakes meteors, comets, and also these noxious gases, these mists that keep kept showing up. In fact, a lot of them are supposed to have killed many trees and destroyed the fertility of the land. Uh, this is not the first time that signs in the sky were associated with, with pestilence on the earth. In 1117, in January, a fiery comet passed from the north towards the Orient. The, the moon was uh, engaged in kind of a blood-red eclipse. One year later, a light manifested that appeared brighter than the sun, and uh, also, and right after this, a great famine, uh, plague, and a severe drop in temperature occurred where supposedly one-third of humanity perished. Now, in the, the book, The Black Death, which is a, one of the sources that Bramley quotes from by Johannes Knoll in 1926, he chronicles about 26 comets were seen and, and even more going on to the 1500s and 1600s. Again, uh, people were sure that these were that some of these things were actually bringing the plague to them. A plague occurred across the world in 1582, and the comet was blamed on a, uh, a violent plague in Prague and also the Netherlands. Uh, 37,000 to 46,000 people are supposed to have perished. In 1568, they saw an object described as, as almost something like a modern report of a, of a UFO, a cigar-shaped UFO. It was a fiery beam seen above the, above the church at St. Stephanie, and a, a nasty epidemic followed right after that uh, in Austria, Nuremberg, and other places. And also, uh, it said, and there's it just doesn't give you much information, that human beings and cattle were carried off. And... I would like to know more about that. But uh, uh, sightings of strange aerial phenomena uh, sometimes occurred minutes or even as much as a year after one of these outbreaks. So, again, who knows if there's really any connection or not. Uh, sometimes there was a, a space of time between the inexplicable. There's a, a lot of UFOs, a lot of strange aerial phenomena and, and these plagues. Um, now, a second phenomenon occurred. That was really bizarre. Uh, they would uh, they would see signs in the heavens, and then these human-like figures would be seen on the outskirts of a town or a village, and their presence would signal the outbreak of one of these plagues immediately. Now, the description of some of these is uh, pretty uh, interesting. In Brandenburg, Germany, in 1559, horrible men, over a dozen were seen, and they had not my words, beside their posteriors, little heads, some with fearful faces. If my head was closer to my, my posterior, I might have a fearful face as well. And there's all kinds, insert your own joke here, okay? They, oh, had, they, car they carried, carried long uh, scythes, sickles, and they would uh, appear to cut oats, and a swish could be heard from a great distance. 
but the oaths remained standing, as if they were some kind of an apparition. And then, then there was a, right at, there was an outbreak of a plague in Brandenburg immediately afterwards. And also, there were strange men dressed in in uh, black hoods. Uh, some called them demons, and, and other terrifying figures were seen in European countries. And this is kind of where the Grim Reaper originated from. They would be seen carrying something like brooms or, or, or scythes or swords, and they were used to knock on the doors of houses. And uh, after that, the, the dwellers fell ill with the plague. And these fogs and these mists continued to manifest, and they were still often associated with unexplained lights in the sky. It seems like there must be something to that. Now I'm going to move on to a book called Demonolatry by Nicholas Remy, uh, produced in 1595. This guy was a French magistrate, and he was a witch hunter. Not a real nice guy. He got a lot of confessions out of these ladies, and some of them might have been, in quotes, real witches. Uh, some of them were supposed to have been involved in some kind of unsavory things, but I'm pretty sure that being burnt at the stake wasn't a good solution. But also, you can be sure that some of these ladies were uh, <clears throat> could have been seen on Oprah. I mean, they were probably, you know, working with crystals and then and, and doing divination and so forth. But that was all bad stuff. Well, Nicholas was was uh, really after these ladies, but he wrote this book. Uh, about the them consorting with the devil. And it's very uh, interesting when you see some of the the aspects of the of the devil, of these demons. Uh, there are some similarities between uh, some modern day UFO encounters and the so-called dreaded men in black. Uh, they could change into animals, you know, uh, rabbits and so forth. Well, you know, when uh, uh, and, and wolves and goats, um, there's a, a lot of lore with like with Whitley Strieber and so forth. When people encounter one of these aliens, they see something like a giant rabbit walking across the road, some kind of an imprint to take away what's really happening. So there's that shape shifting thing. Um, <clears throat> there was a. Uh, there uh, also they had there's there was a uh, uh, the lore of the devil. There's always something wrong. I mean, they look very human, but sometimes their hands are misshapen. There was a case in France where these two uh, young kids saw this globe land and these little little black beings flying around from the globe, and their hands were misshapen. Also, they had the smell of sulfur, as many of these demons did. So there's that parallel there. Um, the uh, and of course, uh, many of the uh, these uh, men in black. Uh, had cloven feet and so forth, but some were a little more subtle. Some looked just like modern-day men in black. In 1644, Yarmouth Witch saw a tall black man in the moonlight after a knock on the door. Uh, Joan Wallace of Keiston uh, said that the devil came to her in the likeness of a man with cloven feet. In uh, Pittenween, 1704, Isabel Adams saw the devil as a man in black clothes with a hat on his head. Classic men in black stuff. Sometimes they rode in on a black horse as opposed to those those black Cadillacs or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they just a lot of things. They they had uh, supposedly they had no vocal cords, and uh, so when the devil spoke, the voice was just sort of out there in space. Well, there are alleged UFO encounters where uh, the, uh, you know, sometimes they hear a, a voice 
from the speaker box on the chest. Sometimes it's supposed to be a telepathic uh, contact, but there are some where that same phenomena occurs, where the voice is audible and it just seems to come from nowhere. Um, uh, they also, uh, uh, we, we are familiar with the fact that uh, um, bells are supposed to uh, dissipate demons or keep them away. There was a case in Sweden where two young men, a craft had landed. They were attacked by these sort of uh, shapeless creatures, whether they were mm. uh, in some kind of suit or whatever. They grabbed them. They tried to pull them toward the craft, as the story goes. One broke f free and hit the horn. Uh, now, not exactly a bell, but it broke the spell and whatever was going on stopped. Yeah. So anyway, it's just very, uh, very interesting that, uh, I mean, who knows where uh, the truth begins, folklore begins. Uh, certainly there are elements of this that are just tales handed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting that this underlying um, aspect of the, the devil of evil of this negativity seems to carry over into modern day. Every, yes, yep, yep. And it's in every kind of belief and religion and belief system, whatever. There's always something like the devil in there that's going to be like the opposition of what you want things to be. You know, it's kind of strange. I, I don't really think that the UFO phenomenon is demonic. I think that some of it, whatever the cause is, is very negative. Mm -hmm. And some of that has given rise to some of our beliefs in in demons and and evil spirits and so forth. Right. That's just my personal opinion. Um, you know, I really didn't really didn't believe in a lot of this. And then we had um, the Archbishop there of, of Los Angeles. Remember, he was the um, exorcism guy. He was the only guy yeah. that. Uh, yeah, boy, to listen to his stories. I mean, you know, he really saw this stuff. You know. And oh, Malachi Martin. Is that what, it was? what was his name? I forget his name. Ma Malachi wasn't it? Malachi Martin. Something. Malachi Martin was the famous. Uh, he did all the exorcisms. Yeah, right. Hmm. Well, this guy, I'll have to look up his name now. But he would, he would, he had some pretty detailed accounts of different exorcisms that he took part in. And so yeah, just that was a lot Father, of, Father Malachi Martin. Yeah, well, so a lot of weird stuff. So I, don't, I don't think I could do that. And then it just, and then you think, well. You know, if there is something to it, then that must give some kind of credence to the Catholic Church because they're the only ones in on it. And, you know, and then you get in a whole lot of things. You know, so. Anyway, hey, one one, there's Sven Gulli. Ashley, do there you know about, do you know about yeah. Sven Gulli? Do you know who Sven Gulli is? I was Googling that Archbishop. Oh, really? Yeah. Malachi, is that his name? M-L-I-K-I? Malachi. Malachi. I think it's Martin. He uh, he used to be on uh, on uh, the radio a lot. He he uh, died mysteriously. He fell down the stairs. Wow! Wow! Was he arrested? And, uh, That's always mysterious. Yes. Yeah. He had some. Uh, he was in the outs with them because of some of those strong views. Hmm. His name was Malachi. Yeah, hmm. Martin. I don't no. think this is the guy who was on our show. No, but. The guy on our show was a bishop right. He's, he's a bishop I'm of immediately uh, just LA. thinking how you would do the name game with him. Malachi. He's long gone now, but he Sounds used good. to be on the radio quite a bit with Art Bell. Oh, we, oh way back. Yeah, 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 sure. Huh. But he used to do all the exorcisms hmm. for the church. He uh, he was very big in that and uh, well, hmm. had some strong beliefs. Yeah. Uh, opposite of what the church believed in something. So who pushed him down the stairs? To speak out. Well, yeah, because even still within the church, you have to have 
approval to even yeah, 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 do yeah. an exorcism. Yeah, you have right? to go like a long, that's still a thing, right? Yep, you have to go yeah. through a long process, and you have Which to go up, kind of go up the up the ladder right to the Vatican and make sure they. I mean, I can do a discount exorcism if anyone needs it. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Oh, I yeah. won't even charge you the, the same price the Vatican's charging. Oh, okay. That's a skill I didn't know you had. All right. Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> I have, I have the skill. Quote you have the skill. You got I, more skills. But I'm not going to charge as much as the Vatican. Wow. Are you crazy? A young boy from Brooklyn named Jacob has the skill to <laughs> save the world. Anyway, speaking of saving the world, it's time for us to go. Um, first of all, I want to thank Ashley for joining us. We just called Dave, and he's leaving the uh, kitchen open for us because we're going to hit there in about 20 minutes. Stop it, Gallon. Oh, oh, that's right. You have to give us a few lines. So hang on a second, please, Ashley. We'll turn your microphone on. Uh, let's see. Who's next? Oh, let me just get – once again, let me get rid of these guys. I don't mean it, really. <laughs> uh, I almost said it. Let's get rid of them. You sound like everyone else. No. shady tonight. <laughs> MZ, Yo. thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay. As always, had a great time. Everything's going okay, writing-wise and everything? That's, Are you learning a lot? I am. Are yeah. you really? I, I am. I, it's just a lot of just sitting around doing nothing for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, uh, 95% boredom, 5% complete panic, and you know. Yeah, what I know. Anyway, thanks, MZ, for joining us. We yeah. appreciate it. Anytime. Okay. Black Eyed Kid, thank you. Black Eyed, here he is. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay. I'll uh, have you later. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna sure will. <laughs> Maybe we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Switchy. Bye, black eyed kid. Bye. Everyone saying goodbye to you there. B E K. Bye. See you in the later. See you probably later. No. You just won't know. <laughs> just won't know when you're sleeping. <laughs> Club, thank you, Club, for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh my my pleasure. All right. Good time tonight. Again, very informative. We'll talk to you soon. Go Bruins. Bruins are looking almost too good. Oh, you my know God. What I mean? Unbelievable. Don't you guys agree? Don't give up on the Celtics yet. <clears throat> Three no. in a row. They're in a slump or something. I don't know. Yeah, don't give Gotta up. Got to blame it on somebody, though. Milwaukee's right. Anyway, thank you, Club, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Switchy, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Switchy. It was my pleasure. Raven, soon. Juan Juan. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Raven, for joining us. And now, will this be? Is this going to be the regular look now, or can we expect something next week? There. Jake? I mean, at this point next week, I have to show up in a ball gown, you know, <laughs> and, and full makeup, in order to to redeem myself. And I also yeah. need to just say, tune in this coming, this coming, oh, God, this coming I'm Friday. Good. I'm so okay? Yep. Because we have Raven's Scary Movie Hour, and it's going to be super special for you guys. So I've been teasing it all week. In other okay. words, stay tuned after this show so is over. because It goes live Friday. Friday, this Friday. So when you hear this show, oh. stay tuned after this show because it's the first uh, segment of um, Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Scary in number exactly of ways. Exactly what Max said. Right. And uh, yes. so uh, please uh, stay tuned and listen to that. And um, it's a mystery guest in the first show, but not the second show. Right. I'm looking at Black Eyed Kid locations now. Here we go. Yes. Okay, that's it. Yes. 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 You said, you said it. yes. And that's I need to know. So stay tuned for um, uh, Raven's Scary Movie Hour right after Thanks, this show. Mac. Thank you. Uh, so we've thanked everyone. Ashley, thank you for joining us again. 
Do you like the microphone? There it is. Doesn't it look like R2D2? Look at it. It's nice. Oh, it does. It works. It's great. Can you even hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I've been, since you said you couldn't hear me, I've been all psyched out. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. All right. So I've said good night to everybody. One, one. Good night. Oh, well, we'll be doing a music show soon, right? Beginning of April. Excellent. Yep. Looking sure forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. So, and next week will be uh, Coco and uh, World War II Trivia. So, let me just get to the plugs. Um, Homestar Troops. Homestar Troops is an organization that builds homes for uh, wounded veterans in uh, combat after 9-11. That includes the Iraq War, Afghanistan War. And what they do is that they build a home that is adapted to this particular veteran's injury. Some of them might be uh, lost limbs or so on. And they will build a house that, like, has lowest counter space, not a lot of stairs, things like that adapted to, you know, their needs. And then when the uh, home is finished, what Homestar Troops does is that they tear up the mortgage. They give them the keys. They don't have to pay for it. It's their house. And they don't have to, uh, you know, go through uh, paying a mortgage. And that allows them to go out into the big, bad world and really just you know, have as normal a life as you can possibly uh, get after sacrificing so much, you know, for us. So Homes Rot Troops, please Google them. See what they're up to. 88 cents of your uh, every dollar goes to our veterans, which is very high in the um, charity biz. I hate to call them charity, but uh, that's what they do. Homes Rot Troops. And we've been invited to get down to Massasoit, Massachusetts in May. Because they've built the house and they've invited us all to get down for the opening that they're going to give one of the veterans. Nice. Sounds good. We'll get down. We'll rent the bus or something. Right? Stop, stop at Foxwoods. <laughs> anyway. So, Home Strike Troops. We'll rent you a plane. A plane. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, everyone yeah. out there listening. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. A plane. Didn't too bad uh, for eight people. And um, everyone listening out there, thanks for joining us. Until you hear us again, uh-oh, the lawyer's calling again. Until you hear us again, this is back for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Lock your doors, close your windows, and turn out all the lights, because it's time for Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Exploring the deep and dark depths of the most frightening movies ever. This show is not for the faint of heart. So consider yourself warned. Now, here's Raven. Oh my gosh, hello. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. My name is Raven. I'm a huge fan of horror movies, um, so let's get into it. My guest tonight is Mac Maloney, host of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. And we're going to be talking about three each of our favorite movies. Um, Mac, what's your favorite horror movie? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, every night we do the show. How about that? No, I, I love uh, scary movies like you do. And, um, you know, I've seen lots of them. I mean, as a kid, we'd go to the movies every Saturday. That's how our parents would get rid of us. And they were always like Frankenstein movies or whatever, you know. And and um, I'm glad, you know, I love horror movies and supernatural movies. But so when we were talking off here about, you know, the three best I sat down and thought about. And I just thought of three of them that um, three movies that have just really kind of stayed with me, you know, after over all the years and all over all the scary movies I've seen. And um, I'll just start with the first one. It might not seem like a scary movie, but it really is. And that's uh, 
the movie Signs with Mel Gibson. You've seen that, sure. right? Oh, of course. And I, I would definitely think consider that like a. I mean, I guess like some people might consider it like a mystery, but mm-hmm. I think it, it's definitely appropriate to call it right. a scary movie. They do it because um, it was uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, first uh, really big, big movie. And and then he went on to do a lot of interesting movies and a lot of crummy ones. But in this one, I think he just had all cylinders firing because what he does is um, he uses – and as you know, I went to film school – uh, he uses uh, yes, yes. Um, ask one one. He knows. Um, he uses techniques that people have used, you know, through the years to make movies scary, you know. And uh, he does it without special effects. And I'll uh, and, and I'll just you know bring up a few of them. I mean, I mean, basically what the movie is about is your aliens come to Earth, you know, but they don't land on the White House lawn. They they kind of land on all these spots that. Um, you know, people find out about them gradually, and 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 it's an and it's a very slow invasion, and which is scary, and uh, and he's a he's a minister who's kind of lost his faith. So anyway, but uh, he uses um, M M Night Gemini uses like techniques, like for instance, um, you know, something's on the roof, you don't see it, but you hear it on the roof, you know, and everyone was like, oh my god, what's that? Like uh, a pet runs into the cornfield and never comes back, like that, you know. Um, yeah, I literally have chills thinking about those scenes. <laughs> yeah, and 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 just like um, you know, um, the the in my mind, what really sold me on this movie when I saw it was, and you know, we'll be careful not to give anything away. But um, when you first see the aliens, the alien, you first see one alien, the way that you first see that alien, and we can't, we won't say how, but the way they do it. It's great. It's it's one of the best scenes ever, you know, and and they don't. Yeah. There's, there's no special I, effects. There's no. It's it's you know like on a crummy camera, and they make you wait and wait and wait, and then all of a sudden, boom! This thing comes around the corner, and it is like wow, we. That's excellent yep. filmmaking. That really is. Yeah, I remember I saw signs in theaters. Um, when did that movie come out? Like 2002 or something. Yep, yeah, okay. And my cousin took me to see it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when they finally showed the alien. Yes. And I mean, I just lost but, uh, it. You were probably it's such a good scene. You're probably four years old or something, right? I, I was 12. Oh, <laughs> okay. Don't do the math there, kids. Yeah, but when it happens, it, they make you wait into the movie and then when the scene actually happens they make you wait as well and 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 then and then when it when it hits it's like everybody in the audience just went <gasps> you know and it's just yeah. it was a gasp you know and that it's means very creepy it's very creepy and i mean and, and again guys just you know we, we may mention some spoilers we're going to try mm-hmm. not to do that right, you know right. just in case you know be be aware of that mm-hmm. um but i oh gosh that scene and it's still something I actually watched that scene um, recently. Somebody had posted it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, scary. And it, it's still creepy. Yep, yep. And then, then the end of that movie is unbelievable. It's this kind of fantastic ending. It's like pandemonium, but it all takes place in one room. One room. Yeah, I mean, with all the glasses of water everywhere and... And it's, I, it's just, I, I know the ending, 
I don't like the ending. You don't like? I, why? Why? I didn't care for the ending. I, I thought that the buildup to it was so good. And then, I mean, and again, I don't want to say any spoilers, yeah, yeah, but yeah. All right. that that's what took it down. Are you serious? I don't know. I thought it could have been done. I thought it could have been better. Oh, I see. How, how the aliens were stopped, you mean? How they were yes. stopped? Okay. Like all right. They're, they're kryptonite. Yes, so they're kryptonite. Right. There everything was, yeah. leading up to it, like the movie itself, I love. I just don't mm-hmm. like the ending. Yeah, but the I'm ending like was. I'm uh, a snob like that with movies, so. The ending was. You'll, you'll get that a lot from me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I've been warned. Yeah, maybe the ending was tacked on, or, or, yeah, you're right. I mean, it comes at the very, very end. And it's kind of like, okay, and the movie's over, you know. But that, yeah, that whole scene but, in that in the room, you know, in the room with the. You know, with the glasses of water, and I don't want you know. And uh, spoiler alert: in the baseball bat, and and that really goes on and on and on. It seems like it happens very quickly, but it goes on in like two or three minutes. It's just really good, you know, really good filmmaking. You know, and I know Mel Gibson, even though he's a you know piece of crap as a human being, he's he himself is very much into these kind of movie techniques, and he uses a lot of them in uh, Braveheart, believe it or not. But yeah. Stuff like that, you know, just um, stuff to scare you, stuff stuff that you, you're not expecting or you're expecting something to happen and, and they draw it way, way out, which it makes it even more, uh, you know, tense, you know. So um, exactly. Signs, I, I mean, I want to go see it again. It, it's a really good movie. There's a spiritual message to it. It has aliens. Uh, the little kid, the little girl who plays in it is really funny. Um yeah, it has a sense of humor. Yeah, there's a sense of humor to it. You know, at one point I know yeah. they opened the door and there's like three people in there wearing tin hats and stuff. And um, oh yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix is he's great. He's a yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yep, Joaquin Phoenix plays Mel Gibson's son, and Joaquin Phoenix he's way out there, man. They're man. brothers, or maybe cousins or something. Of who? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's his nephew. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's a great actor. He's a really way out there dude, man. Man, he is a great actor because he does this and he did the Joker and he's done all kinds of uh, stuff in between. Odd guy, but man, he's really good. So Signs, that's like probably it's in the top 10 scary movies, I think. It's probably top five, I would say. Really recommend it, you know. Want to hear the yellow one? Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right, so – um, we talked about this the other night, and it's a movie called Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes, okay? And it stars Kevin Bacon, and it was uh, directed by a guy named David Cope. And it was written, uh, it was based on a 1958 uh, short story, I guess, from Robert Matheson, whoever he is, right? Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, what's good about it, and, and what's good about science, too, is I don't think there's any real, like, Crazy special effects, a CGI in signs, and this movie, which was which came out in 1999, there's only one basically special effect, but but it's not it, it has nothing to do with computer. It's it, it computers. It's it's how they present the ghost in this movie. Okay, and um, yep, you know what's what's and that's what's good about it is that, um, you know it's it, it's not this big movie, and Kevin Bacon just plays this guy. Okay, he's. You know, he's not a millionaire. He's not like a celebrity. He's not a murderer. He's he's just a regular guy in Chicago. I think he works with a phone company, and he doesn't believe in ghosts. And he gets hypnotized, and a result of him being hypnotized, 
he he you know becomes to you know he comes to believe in ghosts big time in a way, not in a good way, in a way that he is he's taken on this burden. You know, yeah, for whatever yeah, reason, that's the perfect way to describe mm. it. Um, and it's, it, it's like mystery. after he's hypnotized, like this door is open mm-hmm. in his mind, and and he cannot close it until yep. until everything is finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about Stir of Echoes, this film really went under the radar mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yep. because it came out uh, the same year that The Sixth Sense came out. Oh, did it and really? Uh huh. Came out the same year, yeah. Oh, and the Sixth Sense blew up. Yeah, which yeah, is sure. Also a great movie. Yep. But everyone missed Star of Echoes yeah, because yeah. of that, and yeah. it's like, I would arguably, I would say that Star of Echoes is a better movie. It's it's um, uh, it's a scarier movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It will. It will. Um. I mean, the the the, the Sixth Sense. Um. We should you should have someone an expert on talking about that someday, like one one or someone, but. Six Sense is it's a paranormal movie. It's not, yeah. You know, there's not a whole lot of scary stuff in it. But man, and Stir Echoes, and and how do we how do we say this without giving it away? But the way they present the, this this it's a murder mystery, on top of it all. And the way they present this ghost is, um, you know, why don't we say spoiler alert here? Block your ears or something. Yeah. I mean, what they do is now I can I, I look at it from how they filmed it. They're they're in this cellar that Kevin Bacon has found out, and, he, and, he, and he's sure that this has to do with the murder of this girl, a girl who went missing in his neighborhood about a year before. And when he breaks through this wall, they literally have an actress there in the room with him, and he's he's walking around, and she's there talking to him. He's shoulder to shoulder in this dark room with a ghost, but he does he she sees him, but he doesn't see her, and. Yep. Oh man, when that happens, that is just so creepy. Just so creepy the way they do it, um, and that has stayed with me. You know, I'll t- I'll tell you, you're right. The Stir of Echoes has stayed with me longer than the Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense is a really good movie. Um, Bruce Willis, who know you know the best acting job you ever did. Oh God, uh, I love him. Yeah, just a great great movie. But Stir of Echoes to me, it's creepier. It's actually creepier. And um, yeah, and. And it's almost with Stir of Echoes, a lot of it is Kevin Bacon's character is going through like this cycle. And, and he's just digging holes. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just like everything in his brain is just deteriorating and he doesn't know what else to do. Right. Yep. He becomes obsessed and, with this, finding what happened, finding out what happened to this girl. Yep, and he needs to because I mean it's horrific. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to. Is that's so the you thing? Guys check it out. <laughs> he he needs to. He's obsessed with doing it. I like your opinions on these movies. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we will be right back with Raven's Scary Movie Hour. So stick around. We've got more coming. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. 
Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoleptic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Mac Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand -hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Imagine you knew what was going to happen two seconds before it happened. Imagine you lived with the world's most beautiful supermodel. Imagine you drove a Jaguar with machine guns behind the headlights. Well, it's time to stop dreaming and start reading about Navy Lieutenant Chris Starr, hero of Mac Maloney's new best-selling paranormal detective series, Codenamed Starman. Who murdered the most beautiful tea girl in San Diego? Who's bombarding a small Massachusetts town with heavy artillery on Christmas Eve? Who's causing the mass murder of terrorists in the jungles of Africa? These are the cases Lieutenant Chris Starr must solve in the Kalashnikov Kiss, the first book in Mac's exciting new series, Codenamed Starman. Follow the Starman as he uses his psychic abilities to crack cases the U.S. Navy has declared too unusual. Find out why the Pentagon calls him the X-Files guy. And what is the wormhole anyway? To find out, get your own tomato can and be ready for action, strange adventures, paranormal activity, and lots of cover models. In Codename Starman, The Kalashnikov Kiss by Mac Maloney. On sale now at Amazon and your local bookstore. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. All of our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Thank you for coming back and joining us. This is Raven, and this is Raven's Scary Movie Hour. I'm here with Mac, and we're talking about some of the scary movies that have stuck with us, things that we like about them, even things we dislike about them. Um, so my scary movie that I brought to the table is Sinister. Uh, this was from 2012, uh, starring Ethan Hawke. Um, he plays Ellison Oswalt, um, who is a controversial true crime reporter. Mm -hmm. um, Oswald moves his family into a questionable situation. Um, he moves his family into a home where a murder had recently taken place. Yes. Uh, and his family doesn't know. Oh. And yeah, so that's 
it's probably something you want to discuss with your wife and I, your children before doing that. Right. But he didn't. None of my business, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're unaware of that. And he's working on a book uh, where he thinks that the snuff films that he found in the house could be related to the person he's writing about, which is a possible serial killer. Wow. Um, yeah. So as, as expected, it's, it's very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually tried to get it uh, rated PG 13. Oh, wow. Huh. But because there's, there's limited swearing. I don't really think that there's actually a lot of swearing in it. I don't think there's any like nudity, but content alone really? um, got it in our rating. Wow, um, wow, you know, wow. And again, just want to point out possible spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, the the snuff films that uh, I had mentioned earlier is basically uh, it's Super 8 film that he finds in the attic of this house that they move into. Yes. And it's a, a diary kind of of oh, how man. these people were murdered. Oh, oh man. Holy cow. Yeah, and uh, it was actually filmed on uh, Super 8 film to give it that that really? grainy um, appearance and that um, that sh- old style yeah. Um, look. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. They show the snuff films in the movie? Oh, they sure do. I actually oh. read, too, that um, Ethan Hawke hadn't seen those uh, the fake snuff films right. prior to filming. So when they're filming him watching them for the first time, I believe the first one they show is they call it Pool Party 66. Okay. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Okay. Um, but when he's watching it, it's a horrific scene. Uh, uh, that's his actual reaction because he had never seen it. Yeah, that's a good way to uh, get a good reaction on film. That's for sure. That'd be tough for me to take to act, to see a real snuff film out of CA. You know, a fake stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like even though it's being faked, and another thing too, uh, the actors that were filmed in, in the fake snuff film, mm-hmm. they were actually strapped to those chairs oh. and got pulled into the water. Oh. I, I as I mean, I'm not an actor. I don't know if anyone knows that. I'm not. A, I'm not a famous actor. You but could be. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. No. Like, there's no. no way. No. And I mean, even with how things unfold for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. you feel like it's kind of going one way and then the ending i don't want to call it like a twist yes but, but it was an ending i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. and i'll just say that to me kids are creepy enough in yeah, that oh, movie yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah, throw yeah. the entire kid away oh that's awful man kids that's <laughs> we could talk about that for the, the the scariest TV show I ever saw, and Switch and I talk about this all the time, was a uh, Twilight Zone where uh, I think it was called Wiz Wander or something. I don't know. But, fa- you know, typical family moves into a new house, semi-haunted, out in the middle of nowhere. The kid disappears, and she's probably uh, talking, walking, probably seven-year-old kid, maybe younger. But you can hear her crying. You know, mommy, daddy, mommy, get me out of here. But they cannot find her. They're going to every room. They're looking in the walls. It is creepy. And once again, no special effects, basically just putting a kid's voice over. Wow, that that has yeah. stuck with me. That, bringing kids into any kind of scary movie, it, the creep factor always goes up. Oh, it goes me. way up. 
way up. Um, but yeah, Sinister is one of my, that's one of my favorite movies uh, in, in terms of horror movies, for sure. Um, I just love it. Um, anyways, I'll move on to my second favorite movie. Go ahead. My second favorite horror movie. I don't know why I wrote my notes on paper. I never do this. Okay. Anyways, um, my next one is Event Horizon. Uh, this was from 1997. Um, we have Lawrence Fishburne. We have Sam Neill. Uh-huh. And this is a, it's set in the future. I believe it's set in 2040. Okay. And they send a, um, the rescuers are sent into space on, on a ship called the Lewis and Clark. I'm pretty sure is what it's called. And they're sent to find the event horizon mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. went completely off the grid, vanished into thin air mm. somewhere past Pluto. Okay. Makes sense. And yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it, they find out that it's essentially using black holes to, to, you know, hop from here to here to sure. here. Yep. And in comparison it's almost like the event horizon, which is the name of the, the spacecraft that's missing. Mm-hmm. It can be compared to a Ouija board almost where you're cool. kind of playing with something that you really shouldn't be playing with. Really? And you're opening doors that you don't know how to close. Oh, wow. Huh? Um, that was a good comparison that I, I was kind of playing with in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting was people were comparing this to uh, basically, like the event horizon ship is is hell, mm. and that is very fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie, and again, I am going to apologize if I say anything that spoils it. Nope. It's made in 1997. If you haven't seen it at this point, yep. I mean, come on, you're missing out. Shut your but, ears. Shut your ears. Shut your ears. But the way that the the characters die and how, mm. like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yes. Sacrifices himself. Ooh. It's like they're they're atoning for things that they have happened in their in their life that that they show. So it's like you you kind of get it. You know it. Yep. But this is a movie that didn't use special effects. These were things that most of the budget was used in like the first five minutes I'll as bet. far as special effects is concerned. Yep. Everything else that you see was that was makeup. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. a fantastic job they did just with using makeup and it is gory and it's really? so good. But, but but no, is it on does it all take place on this spaceship that's going out of uh that's gone out of can you know Yes. It's going through. It so so it's a it's on yeah. They call it a bottle episode, a bottle episode where everyone is in a confined space, you know, and yeah. Wow. And and I'll tell I mean, you another, that makes sense. <laughs> and I'll tell you another thing that I found out in film school. You said the first five the first five minutes of the spectacular. What they do is they what they do is they go out and they get money to film the first five minutes of a movie. So the first five minutes of a lot of movies are spectacular, and then someone gives them money for the rest of the movie, but they don't have the money for that kind of special effects. It's just starting a movie off with a bang. That's all. You know, yeah, so you and that's a that good a way to get people hooked. You, you know, you know, I I watch so many bad horror movies, mm-hmm. and sometimes like the endings are really good, and other times like they're terrible. They might start well, yep. But I I watch a lot of movies, and I mean, I, to me, the importance of like the first five minutes isn't huge because I'll sit and watch it. I don't no care. matter what. But I know some people aren't like that. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's 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 it came it comes from um, at least in the horror movies. What was the name of the movie? Um, Night of the Living Dead. 
the original yep. Night of the Living Dead. Okay, so yep, what that what they did was there's these two guys who were like these just you know Hollywood guys, and one of their brothers uh, ran a um, like a meat processing plant, so. They filmed the first five minutes of like the zombies eating meat and stuff, and that's this guy, the meat from this guy's processing plant. And so the first five minutes of that movie is like, it's crazy, it's moving, it's 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 scary. And then the re- and then they got the money for it. And then the rest of the movie, once again, you're in a bottle episode where everyone's in a room and the you know, the hands are coming through the windows and stuff, which is scary. You know, you're surrounded. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's another great movie. That's the, not it. That's not thing, it at all. Uh, that I really liked about Event Horizon, uh, the original working title was called "The Stars: My Destination," mm. and I'm just very glad they didn't choose yeah, that title so because Event Horizon is so much like it's so much more cryptic almost, mm-hmm. and it's ugh, is it a happy ending? Movie. It's so good. Does it have a happy ending? Mm-hmm. I mean. It does not have uh, the ideal ending, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it depends on how you look at it, because if you're going at it from the point where Event Horizon is is like this demonic entity, yep, it's almost like it possessed people on it. Mm. Maybe they were happy with that. I feel like maybe one character was happy with it, well, huh. but he still didn't have a good ending. Right. Um and, and so they're, they're killing each other off on the rocket ship? Is that the angle? Uh, so skip ahead if you don't want to listen to this. But essentially, uh, Sam Neill's character mm. is obsessed. And, and I think he was possessed by the ship. Oh, that's oh, like my, that's how it works in my brain. Haunted rocket um, And he tries to get other people, you know, he pretends he's going to save them. And it's like he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, maybe if you're, I've never been possessed. Maybe it's a good time. Maybe you want to let someone else here for a little while and, you know, maybe right. that. Take a few a weeks off. To yeah. Take a few weeks off and have someone else run the show. Yeah. So oh, maybe Sam Neill's character was content with that. Hmm. Um, a lot of people I feel like that did not make it were really just like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Like, well, that's, <laughs> damn, that's just that, your job. You just showed up for work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. And when was that made? That was 1997. Um, oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that's on Netflix. If anyone wants to check it out, it is such a good movie. You should definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have next, Matt? Okay. My uh, my third and final film now, I spoke about this on the show a couple months ago. And when I listened back to the show, everyone made fun of me because they um, it didn't sound as scary as I was making it out to be. That's same. But anyway, it's a movie called – it's a movie from 1975 uh, called Picnic and Hanging Rock. Okay, so it's directed by a director named Peter Weir, and all he needs is a D on the other on the end of his name because he does some weird, weird movies, some really crazy movies. I think he's passed away, but he's done some very odd uh, kind of compelling movies, and um, – you know, this is one of them, but now it's made in it's in Australia. It's like 1910, and they're out in the desert, and um, there's a very exclusive girls' boarding school out in this desert. Okay, so it's so it basically starts like a soft core porn movie, right? So, and 
the girls are all, you know, beautiful, of course, and the the teachers are all these kind of ogres. And just one day, and it's very, very strict there, very strict. The um, the headmistress and like, um, I don't know, I'm going to say about seven or eight of the girls go for a picnic on Hanging Rock at Hanging Rock, which is this hill near uh, where their school is. And he pays a lot of attention to the fact that they're out in the Australian desert. It's like 120 degrees and, and the girls are all in, you know, sweaters and ties and, you know, you know what I mean? They're all bundled up, you know, and it's so right. uncomfortable. And he makes a big deal out of that. He makes you feel uncomfortable because everyone is just sweating. It's awful. So anyway, so this is something they do all the They go out for these kind of little walk-arounds. And so this one just happens to go to hanging rock so they go and then they just completely vanish and um and it's not a place that you would disappear it's like the 411 disappearances they just go up to the top of this hill and people are going well when are they coming back and then they're overdue and then they go up and they're not there and and it's not you know it's not like they're in the alps they're just up in this kind of hill and um and then it goes from there and and it's how that haunts the people who are as they say left behind so when I went to go see it, I went to go see it in a theater a long time ago and um, with a friend of mine, and I just remember that whole night just uh, making sure all the doors were locked, making sure all the windows were locked, uh, and just being creeped out. Creeped out because no monsters, no Draculas or anything, just the way the story goes where these people just like suddenly disappear, what, what would happen and how the other people react to it, you know, so... Picnic and Hanging Rock, strange movie. I went. I saw it a second time, and you know, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't as much as a scaredy pants that time. But <laughs> yeah, it really made an had an effect on me when I saw it the first time. So that's yeah. why I picked Picnic it's very, and Hanging Rock. Um, reminiscent of of a you know a true story uh, here in America of uh, the Roanoke Colony, mm-hmm. where they're just poof. Gone. Where'd they go? Yeah. Where'd they go? One of the first colonies. And it's very unsettling. Yep. Yeah, I've read about that. I've read about that. And there's a there's a great movie called The New World, uh, which is a, which kind of uh, goes into that a little bit. But it basically one of the first colonies over here in the, in America was thriving at one point, and then all of a sudden, boom, gone. Yeah. You know, they always say stuff like about the Aztecs and the Incas, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're at the height of their powers and then they're gone, you know. Where do they go? What yeah. happened to them? They never found out yeah. what happened like, to them. Well, is, it, is it aliens? Is it, you oh. know, another, an alternate reality? Did they did they slip through some rifts? Mm. And it's it's just one of those things that you're, you're just never going to know. And well, that's such a creepy thing because yes. that happens all the time yes. like missing persons cases in in this country are wild and even in australia i listen to a lot of true crime and yes it, it the the ones where people just vanish seemingly in into thin air is something that mm-hmm. I, i'll just think about for days on end and i'm right. like it's almost really it's where worse. are they it's worse than someone you know getting murdered in a way i mean there's as bad as murder is there's a finality to it you know yeah, uh, yeah. You can close that chapter, right? You know, the, people that just go poof in the wind. It's it's just yeah, where'd they very go? very creepy, very unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Wow. Okay, and here I am in a haunted so, radio station. Did cool. they 
Did they find the the ladies? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, ruin it. The and the ending of it is, you just say it, basically what it is is you know you were talking about how uh, with Event Horizon, um, you, know, you believe that that there's a de- demonic angle to it. If you really look into this movie, the Hanging Rock, and um, wow, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but um, it's probably an allegory, if I can use that big word. I'm not sure if it's okay. I'm using it in the right uh, way or not, but it's an allegory. You're the wrong person. Yeah, me too. See, that's the problem. Uh, well, do you mean to say alligator? Al- yes, alligator. I meant that. <laughs> um, about um, losing one's virginity, I think, is the overall... Uh, kind of thing, yeah. But you know, I was like a, a filthy-minded college student when I first saw it, so <laughs> that's how it made sense to me. But yeah, guys, check it out. Picnic at Hanging Rock. Right, right. And you're gonna watch it, and you go, "What's Mac talking about?" You know, he's you know, what's, what's his problem? But <laughs> but then they'll think, "Oh, right, he went to film school." That's right. Thinking too deeply about it. Yep. Exactly. Well, I have one more um, tonight, and that is Would You Rather. That was also made in 2012, along with Sinister. Um, That stars Brittany Snow. She Mm -hmm. plays the lead role of Iris. And we also have Jeffrey Coombs uh, from Reanimator. And he plays the sadistic billionaire Shepard Lambrick. Mm. I think that's how you say the name. And this is basically a group of people that are pretty desperate in life they haven't really had a good hand and they get this invitation to this dinner party Uh where they kind of unknowingly are uh they agree to play a dangerous game of would you rather where if anyone's Mm. ever played it which i'm sure a lot of people have no explain it no it's it's essentially okay would you rather eat dog food or a, a hot tuna melt you know, I don't know. I don't like tuna melts. So that's, that's a, okay. I'd rather eat dog food. Dog food. But Go it's ahead. essentially choosing what what's the better of two really two bad, bad situations. Okay. I get it. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so these people, you know, they come to the house and they're, they're having this, this dinner and everything, you know, the, the, uh, this, this crazy man who's obviously a guy that just has too much money, too much time on his hands and mm-hmm. he's playing with people's lives makes him do pretty awful things. Okay. And it's all for, you know, uh, this chunk of cash is on the line. So whoever wins gets it. Yes. The thing is, is that, I mean, this is literally people are one by one being killed off. So whoever survives, mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. you know, gets this. Yes. Yes. This cool. This is a movie that stuck with me because the ending is just so messed up. Really? And I, cool. I just, and I, I feel like, again, like a lot of people slept on this movie because, it might, it's not really a horror movie, but it's definitely like, it messes with your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good movie, man. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good movie. I, I couldn't find any fun facts on this one. Um, I'm sure they had fun. Just, I'm sure they had fun somewhere along the way, filming all the... Somewhere along the lines. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. Like, would you, would you ever like, if you were down to, you know, your last like dollar, would you ever, would you ever play like a deadly game of would you rather if you had like a chance of, of winning? No. no. I probably would. I, I mean, I, what do you got to lose? I, that's you know, well, if I'm down to my last dollar, what am I doing at a party? <laughs> but anyway, 
just looking oh, too deeply into it. Yeah, who knows? I mean, oh. I, don't, I, I, I sure, why not, you know? But if I don't it's know, like, I would do it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but if it's stuff like uh, either, you know, shoot yourself in the head or go stab that person, then, you know, you're going to go stab the person, apparently. Right? Yeah. Do I and get that's it right? The other thing, like, you know, it, it, you don't want to play where you have any allegiance for these people because yes. they're all strangers, so screw them. Yeah, right? right. Sure. Yeah, get into that. Yep. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see all your movies, and uh, you know, I would encourage anyone listening to the show go out and see them, and you know, write to Raven and tell you tell her what you thought of them. But don't yeah, go we'd crazy love on. To hear you know your suggestions if if there's a movie that scary movie that you watched and it really stuck with you, we would mm-hmm. love to hear about it. Again, I'm a big fan of horror movies, so give me everything you've got. I'll watch it. Um, I just want to, if we could just talk a little bit more about another movie neither of us uh, mentioned, if you don't mind, okay? And I'll tell you the unusual circumstances under which I saw this movie. Um, And it's the first Alien, the first Alien movie with Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Okay. So I love that movie. A lot of people have seen it, and I think that's a a very scary movie. You uh, You see a lot of movies now that, just cop a lot of stuff from that movie, but that was the original one, and some of the stuff they used in that. Very scary. A lot of special effects, you know, obviously. But, as you know, I grew up in the hood, and so when I went to go see that movie, it was in a hood movie house. Now, I just want to say this delicately, and we can take it off if you want. If you really want to go and enjoy a movie, a scary movie, Go to a theater that is just filled with black people because they see the jokes in the middle of a lot of this stuff. And when you hear them laughing, you kind of get like the kind of inside humor of, if you want to call it that, of Alien. So I'm in this theater and, and you know, in that part of Alien, black your ears where the monster comes out of the guy's stomach. Wow. 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 It was like being in a rock concert. It was just so funny, just so funny um, yeah. that, uh, yeah, I recommend that to, uh, you know, go to the hood and see scary movies in the hood. Our producers waving to us said we should take a commercial break now, Raven. All right. So stick around. Uh, we're going to chit-chat a little bit longer about some movies. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. It's early medieval Europe, 
Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Steppe riders threaten from the east, and Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon. friends we're back uh we were just talking off air about the manchurian candidate and i was thinking about the remake that was like around like 2009 or 10 something like that um Mm. but we're actually going to talk about the original Mm. uh mac what are you what is your interest with the manchurian candidate okay well i have i have a lot of interest in it now but let's just go to the original now the original (laughs) movie was it's a very strange movie because it looks like it should be on TV the way that it's shot. It's shot in a way that um, parts of it almost look like a soap opera, and this is all uh, intentional. Basically what happened, and Frank Sinatra is in it, and um, a lot of um, kind of famous people back in the 50s are in it. Angela Lansbury is in it, and she plays this very evil person, and um, it's basically about... Soldiers who come back from the Korean War and they're uh, brainwashed by the communists to go out and uh, shoot the president of the United States. Not a spoiler alert. That's the plot. And the reason that it's scary, I saw it probably, um, I, I suppose I was in college by the time I saw it. And it's a, um, it's one of these movies where it's not told, it's not told in a, um, chronological kind of way. It's not told in a logical, this happened, this happened, this happened. It has flashbacks into what are these brainwashing sessions that the communists put these soldiers through. Lawrence Harvey is another guy in it. and But when you see these um, brainwashing sessions, uh, they're on a set as if you would see a soap opera. And sometimes there's flowers on the table, sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's someone laying dead in the corner, sometimes there's not. Sometimes they're dressed up, sometimes they're in rags. And you and you go through all this and you realize this is basically, you know, the filmmaker's allegory, if we can use that word again, to the torture of brainwashing. And then what happens when they all come back to the United States and, you know, they're kind of programmed by the communists to um, kill the president. It's scary in that regard. Not not monster scary, but is it going to happen? It, it rolls to a conclusion, and it and you're scared throughout the entire thing, right up until the ending. 
So um, as far as a scary movie not having to do with monsters and stuff, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. The original that, Manchurian good... Candidate. So do you want to tell yeah. us about the remake, please, Rabbi? I'm not familiar with the remake mm-hmm. other than I know that it exists. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, there's a movie called Atonement that has a very similar vibe. Mm-hmm. It's not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, you can't even call it like a period drama, but it it's set in World War Two, and it's a really hard movie to explain without completely giving it away. Okay. But it's something that absolutely could have happened during that time, um, where basically a, a, a guy is forced into uh, the military. Um, to fight Nazis mm-hmm. because he was framed for something he didn't do. And oh. that was the punishment. It was, you can sit and rot in jail oh, yeah. or you can, you can go and fight for your country. Um, mm. and I think this was, they were somewhere in Europe. I can't remember what, you know, where it was set, but okay. mm-hmm. it's, it's a very, it, it feels very real mm. and it really messes with you at the end when you, when you find out how they approach his uh his story mm-hmm. because it does follow a couple different stories there's there's flashbacks and then there's flash forwards which which is really what screws with your head yes yes yep yep you have to figure those out yep but it it has that hopefully none of us ever have to deal with in our life do there's it, yeah. are there any big stars in it any big stars in it Oh yeah, oh. Kiera Knightley's in it. Oh. James McAvoy, who's Whoever a he snack. Is. Yep. Okay. Who else is in it? Those are the only two. I know her. She's uh, an interesting. Really actress. killed my soul. Uh, Raven, ever hear of a movie called El Topo? No. Okay, this is way back in my film school days. Basically, what it is is, it's if you can imagine Zorro, Zorro, you know, basically a guy out there you know, writing wrongs in the West, Mexico, and Southern California. Uh, but Zorro is like a slasher. He's like a slasher. And when he, you know, seeks revenge or whatever, he really, like, brutalizes the people that he uh, is eliminating, okay? He's kind of like a hitman for, you know, whatever. But it's a very, very first half of the movie. is one of the bloodiest movies you'll ever see. And then he, tur- right. then he turns into a saint, literally a saint <laughs> and it's it's crazy man it's like wow we takes you on a real ride it's made by uh, some spanish director or a mexican director it takes you on this ride that you go oh my god you know this guy 30 minutes ago he was like slaughtering entire villages of women children old people kids goats the and now and then now now he's like healing people with miracles it's it's a nutty movie el topo scary very, very bloody. Um, hey, listen, we have a special guest, and I'm going to bring him in hot. Well, the producer is anyway. And, uh, <laughs> you see, you'll know people. <laughs> Here he is. Oh, my God, a very special guest. It's the black, the black Eyed Hello. Kid. The Black Eyed Hi, Kid has uh, dropped in on us on Raven's uh, Scary Movie Hour. Kid, how you doing? Kid. Good. Kid. Oh. Kid. 
The kid, the, the kid is his voice got low. And what's the matter? Did he, did your testicles he drop? Aged kid? up past thirteen. Yeah, he no, he asked me to come in just to verify this was legit before I sent him in the room. Is oh, I okay? see. It's it's the kid's agent. Oh, <laughs> we should have known by the bun. Hang on. We should we should mention the black eyed kid is very private. Yes, he, he is. Really lives a private life. It doesn't do a lot unless his agent approves of it. That's right. Yeah, and here he is calling into this show. This Superman. This is uh, one of the uh, temples. All right, you can come in now. It's legit. Here. Oh man. Hi everybody. He's here. The, the Hello, black eyed. black eyed kid. It's so good to have you. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Okay. So this we're talking about scary movies, kid. You must either have a few scary movies or been in a few scary movies. What is it? Uh, it can be both, right? What do you yeah. say? I was in, it can um, be both. It can be both. Both, right? And you run a lot of scary security cameras footage too. But let's stick with your favorite scary movie, only uh, because the producer was telling me to move on. Sure. Um. I think my favorite that I wasn't actually doing in real life um, was The Descent. Did you see that British horror movie? I did not. I love that movie. It's so good. She's in love. Yeah. I got a really uh, lot of great ideas from that movie. (laughs) And you weren't in that movie. (laughs) He was just an observer, Um, apparently. Not actually in the credits, but you know. Okay. All right. They didn't credit you? Nope. Wow. Oh, no. That's okay. Okay, you got quite an agent there, kid, if you weren't credited. But anyway, move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Descent is a great movie. Very is it really? creepy. Yeah. That's another one where you kind of watch it and your skin crawls a little bit. Cool. Yes. Right. Very claustrophobic. Yes. Yes. Right up the kid's alley. Interesting. Kid, you have any girlfriends? <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your love like these days? Your love life, there, kid. Third grade. Um, I've got a few victim. I mean, people that I'm kind of exploring, so to speak. Okay. No, when you say exploring, like, not like internally, like you haven't <laughs> them or anything, right? Uh, it depends. Is this <laughs> Where's the sound effect no. generator? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, special guest, uh, the Black Eyed Kid, Raven. He's a fan of your show. Just think about that. Oh, this is a great special guest for my my first Raven's Scary Movie Hour. Wow, okay. I'll be back, invited or not. (laughs) Wow, okay. All right, he's in top form. So uh, I think it went pretty well here tonight, Raven. Do you agree? I had a great time. And again, I, I really want, you know, if there's a scary movie that has stayed with you, if there's maybe, especially like obscure ones, I'm really into those. So send those my way. Mm-hmm. I'll take a look at them and I will talk about them on the show. Go on uh, macmoney.com, hit the contact button, leave a message for Raven. Uh, you know, obscure scary movies are kind of cool. There's a lot of movies in the 30s that are really, really scary. Um, really like vampire movies and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure there's a lot about that. Now you can see just about anything on YouTube or, you know, get it streaming or whatever. So I want suggestions. I want, you know, the, the scarier, the better, in my opinion, like make me not sleep. Wow. I I want the scary movies. Like throwing a stake to the black eyed kid here. 
with that stick. Yeah, maybe I can wear just like one of those helmet cameras and send you my day. I I think the producer is giving me the cut sign so this is probably a good place to end the show there Raven so he says all right thank you guys so much for joining me this was great and you know join us again when we do another Raven scary movie hour we're still working out some kinks so bear with us but this is a very special project that we're working on and I'm really excited to go forward with it. Yeah, yes. And uh, for the entire audience, we're going to give you a round of applause, Raven. And oh, you for know, me? <laughs> we're going to sweeten it up in post. I had a good time. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for being on. And thank you for joining us, Black Eyed Kid. Thank you. I'll be seeing you soon. Too soon. So thanks again for joining me tonight. This is Raven. Don't forget to stay creepy.